Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conjure-Turner. Hello, Ben, and indeed everybody, including special guest this week. Hello. Oh, a very, very special returning guest, Ash Millman, professional horror nerd, presenter, writer, video producer at PlayStation Access. Welcome, Ash. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be back. Well, yeah. amazing. You are back. We said you'd be back and we meant it. Did you? Oh, yeah. Well, it's happened. It's happened. There so we go. It must have been true. Exactly. We don't lie on this podcast, do we, Andy? Never. Never. Please have you ever? T- Never. Go back, get, go back to the tapes. Check them. Everyone's looking fresh. Andy's got a haircut. Ash, you've been to the salon. I feel I, like I. How did you know? Just well, tell. you got that glow about you. This is, this is my superpower. I notice when anybody's hair has changed, even slightly. Andy, yeah. everyone's looking good. Everyone's looking great. Uh, oh, and sorry, it, you're and... looking good too, Ben. Sorry, Ben. You look really. You look really nice. You've been. Ex- is that you've got any moisturizer? You look absolutely radiant. I wasn't fishing for compliments, but if you're going to give me some, then uh, I'll take them. Uh, it's October as well. The spookiest Ooh. time of year. Uh, I don't know what that meant. Um, spookiest time of year. It was bloody warm today, though. It is really hot. I put a jumper on to recording because it was black, and I thought I'm going to be goth and cool for the horror podcast. And I've been, I've been regretting the choice. I will tell you that. Waiting for the nighttime air to cool me. Yeah, I'm not enjoying it at all. Uh, mm. The de- the the warm daytime October. It's not making me feel all kinds of weird. Wasn't no. prepared for it. I was at a wedding yesterday. You know what? You think with all the advances in technology, formal clothes, they would have worked out to not make them horribly uncomfortable and sweaty the second you finish putting them on. But no, especially when it's a little bit warmer than necessary. You feel it the second you like do the last thing, like the second you finish pulling that tie up, your body's like the second you do your cufflinks starts to start start down. (laughs) Like you're like if you get stuck in a Debenhams or something, you just start to weaken. You're like, oh no. (laughs) Take a big breath out like Padme and just give up on life. Just fade away. <laughs> that's, incredibly, that's incredibly specific, getting stuck in a Debenhams. Does that happen to oh, you? Oh, yeah, you get stuck in a Debenhams and someone someone you're with just wants to look at one more thing. It's like, uh, you've, so seen, all the, you've seen all the things possible. You are so stuck not actually by... stuck. The power of politeness keeps one stuck in the yeah. Debenhams. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. I've Do definitely been lost. Just have a look at those vases? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess not. Yeah, there's only one answer. Even if the answer is no, it comes out your mouth. It's of course not. Like, oh no, I love vases. The last breath. Ah. Is there even an exit on this floor? No. (laughs) No, I don't like that. I've definitely been lost in the Debenhams multiple times. You try and find the toilet, you come back out. You're like on a. You think you're on a different floor. It's horrible. Oh man, I, you know what? I haven't been to a Debenhams in a long time, and I'm I'm not excited to go back after this. I think they got gone bust, and they gone bust. Oh well, good, good thing for it. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Shit, Debenham. <laughs> stop, stop making your facilities the place that literally drain the life out of people. If you're good, 
Talking about shops going bust, this I didn't imagine I was going to bring this up. Has anybody seen uh, Wilco TikTok lately? No. No, I'm oh, afraid God. I'm not subscribed. I'm so, I'm so what's, glad. What's new? <laughs> so basically, Wilco is completely shut down forever, but <laughs> but people are posting TikToks, like people who work there, and it's like World War Wilco. Like people are just posting the most over-the-top emotional TikToks about Wilco shutting down oh and it's so entertaining. Walking along empty shelves, slowly caressing them, people crying. Uh it's great. Something was Snow Patrol was playing while somebody like collapsed. Chasing I'm cars, the best song to collapse to. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, the music exactly. I hear when I'm fading out in Debenhams. <laughs> When 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 did well when did Wilkinsons become Wilco by the way because the the yeah, re the rebrand really got me it really got me because I, I I it's always been Wilkinsons ever since it became Wilco yeah. I thought what what's happening what are you trying to do what are you trying, trying to be hip and trendy yeah I don't know who you are no it's like when people write through in any context that isn't like getting burgers and they don't spell it as a word put T H R U like <laughs> mate you're a building society you don't spell through like that. Get out. I don't trust you holding my money. Yeah. I love everybody's really specific what? qualms. Don't don't shorten words unnecessarily. <laughs> no, I meant the building. What? A building society has a drive-thru. Oh, that, that was an example. I think banks have drive-thrus nowadays, though. That was the worst <laughs> example you could have given. <laughs> I like everybody's really specific uh annoyances that's good mm. um and i don't know why i brought up wilco tiktok but please check it out and if you're listening check it out as well because it's entertaining if you like uh, uh, if you like suffering which i think if you listen to this podcast you might do it's not being sensitive wilco's wilkinson's as it's a formal occasion we use their full name uh rest in peace obviously many a rest time i've peace. been in there to get when i've needed just one or two screws don't want a whole packet nip in wilco's get that sorted Mm, great for light bulbs. Uh, I when I first moved in to my flat in Gateshead, decked it out with Wilco goodies. It was yeah. Wilco then as well. And I went in and I bought a, a small glass vase that had some fake plants in it, and it broke in the bag on the way out. I went back in and said, "This is broken the bag," and they were like, I "Don't care." That was it. What you see? They were, like, they were like, "Replace it if you want, or don't." do what you want and i did replace it and i was like and it's that lax attitude that for me explains why wilco is now gone bust <laughs> i hope we did some malicious customer service stuff when you when you get in like after that event like make sure that you wasted enough of their time to like cancel out the money they'd earned because i'm not oh. against doing that i do that regularly no, I was just like, you know what? I res- I respect I respect how little you're invested in my little glass pot story. <laughs> I was like, fine, I will go and I'll go and sort myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, October, it's all happening. Everybody getting in the spooky mood. Ash, I see you're doing a daily horror thread on Twitter. Uh, yeah, not the only one though, eh? Not the only. I've been up to it. Free ones doing their little October. <laughs> Fred, these are the three great. best ones, though, right? Yes. Aye. I mean, I've forgotten a week in. I've missed a day. Yeah, I had to I've go missed back. A day. I had to go back and do a double post. That's yeah. humiliating. I, I'm I'm saving mine. I think I'm actually going to do it as of recording. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it tonight. I'm gonna do an, an extra post to, yeah, to level it out. Yeah. What have you included on there so far, Ash? Uh, I, I write it and it goes out of my head. So like I can't tell you. Once it's written down, you don't need to think about it anymore. Yeah. Gone. Evil Dead Rise, Resident Evil 4. I don't know, uh, did that include those? Yeah. You definitely did. started with Dredge. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did that yeah. win a horror game award? 
Uh, it did not. I heard it lost by one vote because uh, because Ben Arrington particularly <laughs> voted several times for Resident Evil. I heard Best that too. Horror fishing game, Resident Evil Four. What's uh, that? It's not a choice. I mean, it has it fish choice. in it. It has, it has fish, fish in it. it. Yeah, it legitimate choice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, anything you do? Have you decorated the house yet? Either of you? Um, Halloweeny stuff. Has that happened yet? Do you do it for the whole month? Not yet officially. There is a dog skeleton that has been on my window ledge here in my office since last Halloween. You're looking at him it's... lovingly. You're looking over to him like oh, I think he's bum. very cute. And then at Christmas time, a dog I, put a little, I put a little Christmas hat on him, and so I'm going to get him. Hang on. Good. Oh my I'm god, we're going to see him. This is what I'm I excited. wanted. This is the result I wanted. Oh look, <laughs> and there's, the dog there's our lady involved. <laughs> there's our lady in her lovely Sunday church dress yeah uh yeah yes oh oh he's got a bow he's got, got many his knife as well isn't he trey jolly isn't he great it's not, it's not his own bone it's got his mouth though, no it? it's another bone from a, a plastic human skeleton i would wager but yeah uh, I constant see. companion not just halloween but he's seasonally appropriate now i am um, my one of my favorite halloween a uh, little, you know, w- bits of whimsy is anatomically incorrect skeletons, like like the dog. I have a cat one and a frog one, just because they're just they're so wrong. They're so wrong. Do frogs even have bones? I don't know, but this frogs. one has too many. <laughs> this has too, so too many. I think I saw in the uh, unclosed or I saw in the Morrisons last year. There's an octopus one. I'm pretty sure they don't have bones. Yeah. I just love it. Like the cat one has like little ear bones, and I'm like, mm, that's not how that works. But I respect it. I like the energy. It'd look weird um, without it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the absolutely giant skeleton you can get to go the in, like, nine front feet garden? ones? Yeah, yeah. They've got uh, nine had... feet. Yeah, like nine. nine, yeah, nine of course, Americans with their foot talls. Yeah, still like big nine foot tall. I don't know how many feet they have. They may have nine. You never know. The the limits of what you could buy in the land of the free are no no bounds. <laughs> um, I, uh, Ash, I have your list up. I have it here in front of me. So, so far, Ash's recommendations, if you want to catch up and you should, you've got Dredge. You've got Talk To Me. Excellent recommendation for this Great year film. so far. Uh, Sarah, The Bone Woman. That's on my list. I've not got around to seeing it yet. That's You'll like good. it. You'll like it. It's really good. It's really, really good. It made me very emotional and pensive as um, my letterbox review was way, way better than anything I've written anywhere else. But I uh, personally, like, I think it kind of resonated me with as someone who is unsure if they'd ever want like children. Um, I thought it was a very interesting film on the kind of female agency, patriarchy, expectation and had a very just an ending that left me like I'm gonna think about that I'm gonna think about that I only Terry up and watch that it's on it's on Shudder right now is it I think, I so. think so um I think I watched it on on Prime uh but I have my Shudder sc- subscription through there so if, either it's either way it yeah, could I'll be, be there I'll be there for you so after you've got that you've done Resident Evil 4 as voted by Ben Errington um yep. the the remake there Skinnamarink most divisive mm-hmm. film of the year so far, maybe. And I think then... I hate it. I think I hate it, but also... I'll I call think... it Skinamastink. <laughs> but I do also I do also really like it. I, I love to... It's one of those films that I would never want to watch again, but I'd love to talk about it loads, like one of them. I enjoy... Yeah, I, I'm glad that I've seen it. And yeah. I think if it was playing on a loop in the tape, that would be fine. Yeah. But, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. A great art installation, not mm. so much a film that I'd watch for entertainment. Evil Dead Rise, you've listed. 
Bramble the Mountain King. Oh, amazing. Oh, and yeah. Who oh, made, who made all these picks? These are great. And the Exorcist Believer yesterday. You're right. Actually, you're up to date. Yeah. No, I need to do another one for today because I'm on oh, the you've ninth. Oh, you've got, you've got the ninth. Today. Did you see what? And today's 31 Days of Horror Hangout recommendation was Terrified <gasps> with the accompanying episode. The last episode Ash was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. I didn't even do that on purpose. <gasps> oh, my God. It just works in works in wonderful ways, doesn't it? Works in wonderful it ways. It sure does. It sure it's all, does. It's all syncing up. Yeah. Uh, God didn't play a trick on us, hey? Bringing it back no, to the believer. God played a trick on you. Um, yeah, but that's anything else going down in October? What else is going down? Um, obviously, the Horror Game Awards came and went. That was a little while ago. Ash, that was very fun. Enjoyed yeah, watching that. Yeah, that Enjoyable. was VFS Horror Game Awards. There is the Horror Game Awards um, also in... Oh, yeah. November. I was slightly confused by that. So that's complete yeah. two completely unrelated things. Yeah, so Feardemic have made a Horror Game Awards. Um, that's right. That's like Feardemic's Horror Game Awards. And then there is the Horror Game Awards, which are December... Um, which is it's like Deep by... Impact and Armageddon all over again. Sorry. I know <laughs> what's going to happen, uh, I, but yeah, they um, they're both they're both great. Obviously, one hasn't happened yet, but it looks really mm. good. I'm really excited for it. I'll be hosting in that one as well um, to make it even more confusing. So... Oh, you are hosting that one. What? So someone yeah. goes, did you see the, see the Horror Game Awards? Oh no, I didn't actually. Uh, which one did you talk about? The one hosted by Ash Millman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to just to really mix it up some more. Yeah. On there, we should be able to do this in in genre type things. Like it's about saying, "Oh, did you see that new um sort of quiz show on or reality program on Channel Four or any program, in fact?" Oh yeah, no, which one is it? The one that Davina McCall hosted. You wouldn't bat an eyelid, would you? You see, it's fine. You're allowed to <laughs> be ubiquitous in your in your chosen genre. There we go. But yeah, I, there we I'm go. Excited. I'm excited for more awards and more bits and pieces. But Feodemic's one was was really fun, really good. Went to Poland to film it, so that was Ooh. nice. Had I love some Poland. Nice pierogi. It, yeah, it's oh. sick, isn't it? The food's love so pierogies. Good. Nice people. Yeah. Incredibly difficult language, but you know, everyone's oh very God, nice. Yeah. I only learned swears, so I won't say them. <laughs> well, I've lived there for a year, and I don't know much better. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know, I, I, I know. I well, I think I'm going to pronounce it wrong, and I think it'd be more embarrassing to be like I know a swear and then say it really wrong than to any other word. I don't know if it was like another word or not. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to let it. No settle. pressure. I'm just. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone out there speculating, does Ash Mulman know swear words in Polish? Yes. Yeah. Will she prove it? No. Doesn't <laughs> <Allegedly>. need to prove it. Need to prove it. Okay, I mean, apart from that, there are a couple of horror news bits. Um, well, actually, the one thing I was going to mention was Forbidden Worlds Film Festival, which um, I'm going to be attending next week, which is at the Yay. former IMAX in Bristol, showing loads of stuff from um, the likes of Night of the Creeps, Arachnophobia, Christine, Mimic. Ooh. Mimic, underrated. And a couple of films I've never seen before, The Guardian and The Hidden. Um, so, yeah, look, looking forward to that going to be covering christine next week on the show as well nice. that should be fun went to that so that's the big scream too um it's called um so, so yeah looking forward to that went last year that was fun uh what else have i got down for horror news i mean i know we're going to talk about a couple of these anyway but before i just say jesus christ this weekend was insane for new horror releases of course oh, x yes. is believer but then also vhs 85 uh totally killer was out on uh prime yeah. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which mm-hmm. I thought was like my, I thought it was ages away. I was like, when I didn't realize out? that was out this weekend. No, 
so yeah, we're, I guess we're going to be talking about one of, um, or maybe a couple, I don't know. And then When Evil Lurks as well, we got to see a version, a, a copy of that, didn't we, Andy? Uh, th- from the we same did. director as Terrified as well. Yeah, actually, if you haven't got around to that yet, if you want to see a good um, and excellent possession movie this year, Ooh. gets the good, th- yeah, director of Terrified, um, my goodness. I'm we'll talk really about it in what we've watched. We'll have, we won't do spoilers, but talk a little bit about that in a minute. Isn't it out yeah. at the um, at the end of the month? Am I right in thinking yeah, that? Yeah, like it's I'm, I'm saying limited myself. screenings twenty like seven this week, and then <gasps> I think it was all over the weekend. I think there may be a couple more in the week, but oh my god, I'm going to Google it right now. End yeah. of the month, you might be right able now. to catch. You might be able to catch it. Twenty seventh of October, I think it comes out uh, on Shudder. So oh, yeah, that's <clears> really good, isn't it? Oh my god, there's none near me. Curse the Midlands. Curse the Midlands. <laughs> Damn it, London. Don't be so selfish. Yeah, I'll have to wait so, until the uh, the end of the month, but it'll be worth it. It will. Talking about, talking about horror games, and we've definitely got the right person to discuss this with us. Alan Wake 2 is out <gasps> very soon. Um, right at the end of the month, is that right? Yeah, 27th as well. Bloody oh, my hell. God. I oh know. 27th is another gnarly one, because Five Nights at Freddy's out on that date as well. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with my time? <laughs> It's crazy. Too much, it? too much stuff is going to be done mm. with your time. Yeah. Um. You you spoke to Sam Lake as well, didn't you? I Ash. did. Oh my god! I heard his lovely dulcet tones in person. That was the hardest I've ever tried to act cool in my life. I was just like, yeah, yeah. So um, that's Max Payne. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, we did a whole interview where I was like, I was really, I like actively trying to be like, hello, I'm a pleasant lady who likes horror. And then at the end, um, I realized I'd forgotten to like ask for a picture to be able to post about it on socials. And I literally like, like Terminator ran out of the room because he just left. <laughs> And was like, somebody gets a visual picture. And he was like, okay. you do a, bu- a bullet time leap at him, taking the dive through the door. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, but yeah, he was, he was so lovely. And the game is like, I'm so gassed for Alan Wake too. Like the gas levels are high. I could just burp out all of my joy. Like <laughs> your eyes open so wide then. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the joy! Not the joy! <laughs> Too much. Uh, um, I can't wait to play it. Like I've had a really bad record so far this year of like getting having the time to play things as they've come out. Um, but I'm so glad it things might be a little quieter for me in November. So I'm hoping like yeah. October I can jump straight on it. I'm not going to mm. start anything new story wise. I blitz the story of New Mortal Kombat and that was fine and lovely. But I'm keeping Starfield at arm's length until I've got until I've got Alan Wake done. Ah, oh, what about Baldur's Gate three? That's not like... even started. I know that'll ruin everything. It's like it's amazing. I could I like just weep if I could burp for Alan Wake. I could weep for for Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> burping out horror related joy and just tears of salty salty RPG goodness streaming down <laughs> <Yes>. your cheeks. <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's so many brilliant like horror adjacent storylines in there as well because fantasy and dark fantasy like 
obviously dark fantasy has got the horror stuff in but fantasy in particular like absolutely veers into horror so much because it's about fighting evil and like skeletons rising up and all this nasty business and it's just like there was just so much in there that's totally spoke to my childhood as both a horror lover and a like fantasy player and you know rpg obsessive it was just like literally like my inner child was healed as they would say in the, the youth speak now <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm... I'm going to have to get on Baldur's Gate before too long. I think that one of my friends I see down the pub, she's currently on her... She plays until she gets to the point where a partner has got, but doesn't want to overtake him to spoil it for him. So then goes back and starts another character. I think she's done like the third act with her fourth character now or something along those lines. Oh my God, that's crazy. (laughs) Jesus. Making the characters and doing different playthroughs is really fun though. I can't wait. I've only, to only really—I've only witnessed it from afar um, as a like a backseat gamer, uh, and yeah, the horror adjacent stuff's good. Obviously, there's a mind flare. I saw a lovely hag recently. Yes, the hag is <laughs> a lovely hag. Well, hag's I saw a lovely favorite. hag. Everyone's trying to have sex with you now. Yeah, you can't have sex with a hag though. I tried. It doesn't. <laughs> Just can't get the rolls for it. No. No, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> can't have sex with a hag though. I tried. Right, I'm going back. Rejected. To <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame. Uh, yeah, I mean, apart from that, I guess we should just talk about what we've been watching because I know there's something that we've all seen that we should probably discuss. Yeah, VHS uh, 85, that's the one, right? Yeah, VHS 85. Andy, you saw it as well, right? Yeah, I watched VHS 85, day one, mate. That's okay. nice. Very happy to hear that. Um, probably could have been a better thing to do an episode on, I guess. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, we're, uh, not, we're not giving anything away on our opinions. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the VHS films are obviously always a joy. Um, and this one had some like heavyweight uh, filmmakers involved as well. Uh, who, who, so Scott Derrickson made yeah. um, a section. Who who else? Um, Gigi uh, Gigi Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah, mm. that's right. That's a, that's, I was trying to get, get the name up so I didn't get one part of it wrong. I was going to say Eddie Guerrero, but no, that's incorrect. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> don't do that uh yeah which was obviously great and then um what are uh, the the is it mike p nelson mike p nelson david bruckner natasha kermani uh, yeah so lots uh, of great horror film. and i'm really gonna struggle with this one to tell you what my favorite section of it was yeah that's, that's a good point actually i'm not i don't know i have a favorite I'm... section i can tell you mine okay it okay, was do it, do it. Uh... <laughs> It was the it was the second one. It was it was um Ms. Soul Carrera ones Ooh, because like yes. the I, I it felt like um it just felt like all of the different parts of fine footage coming together in one big crazy moment. Mm. Like it's got the descent vibes of being underground, it's got the wreck vibes of all this kind of panic and like building work. Like it just I and I really liked how just bonkers it went and how violent it got as well that was uh that was definitely my favorite one but the the through narrative and the oh yeah final segment which was derrickson's as well was just and obviously bruckner's monsters are always amazing so oh it just there was so much to love but that one i think was the one that i thought ooh. Yeah. I, lo- I loved the through narrative one that it, mm. co- that it keeps coming back to because i would say there's only one of the VHS movies I've not seen. I've not seen viral, but from all of the others, I think there's something to enjoy or recommend about every single one yeah. of the things. But I'd say some of the things I 
maybe a, maybe the low point for me in the other VHS movies has sometimes been the the sort of linking narrative. It's either nothing really, or I think I'm, I forget which one now. Where it's like, oh, I could I could almost have skipped this, but I just it just didn't gel with me particularly. But this one, I think the through narrative it was one of the strongest parts. I really mm. really enjoyed it. That was really well done. I think they've really got that balance nice. I think giving it a little bit more of a story rather than it just being a contrivance to get you to the pit where the next video is going to play. I think it worked really, really well. I think this might be, I haven't tried to rank these in my head, one of the strongest ones for sure. I really enjoyed this. Not just because 80s stuff is the best, naturally, but horror. Yeah. That was great. And yeah, the through, through narrative was great. I enjoyed the first part as well at No Wake. It kind of reminded me of that section in Creep Show 2 with the where they're on the lake and there was that killer bin bag. Uh, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that. And yeah. I kind of like how it the linked. killer bin bag. I don't think I've seen the, the Creep Show 2, you know. Uh, it's like... a, a Stephen King like novel, like yeah, short story. The... Is, it that, is it about that? It's the it's like it's like a big bunch of them because George A. Romero was part of the first Creep Show. I didn't know if he covered any of the second one, but yeah, the mm. first section in Creep Show Two, it's something called the Raft. And it has yeah. similar. That is the Stephen King yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Little, is that right? It's the, okay. It's like a an oily it's, muck that's mm. slapping people. It's like off. an oily muck with loads of stuff on it, and it's, it's killing people. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Oh, I need to watch got, that. Like... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to cut you off. That was that's right. I, I, my inside thought came out. Sorry then. That's all, all good. That's what that, that's what that's what this podcast's for, you know. These are all inside <laughs> faults. I've not, I've not shared any of these with anybody. Uh, and yeah, and Dream Kill with Scott Derrickson was was interesting as well. Definitely, um, you can definitely see after watching something like The Black Phone, you can see sort of his style is very well. Car- Cargill, the writer as well. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they worked together. They worked together quite a bit, and they were an amazing team. Um, mm. But like that was so sinister, like it was so sinister coded, um, but mm. like even more violent. We actually did it as like a little watch party in my discord, like we all watched it at the same time. And oh, um, sweet. like I had people being like, oh, I need to have a, a min because it was just really intense. And like, I think that that like what I wasn't expecting it to go quite as like hard as it did with the the close ups of like the meat cleavers and ugh juicy I mean, stuff relevant Real. to what we're going to be talking about for the the main thrust of the episode today like seeing what you can do with with filmmaking now and seeing how there are filmmakers who arguably some big names in in horror filmmaking but you know maybe things that the studios aren't pulling the reins on quite so much or it's made by genre fans um really heavily what they can do with those films where you can watch them that's intense and people do have to pause for a moment. Not everything has to be super intense, but I don't think they compromised on the horror visuals in mm. this film. Whereas you might see another film that I would say comes from a like a like a heritage of being one of the more extreme horror films, where maybe they dial things back a little bit and take a little bit of a of a more sedated route to it. Maybe that'll come up a little bit later. I don't know what you could No idea. No, what could I, what could I, no idea what you could I mean. wonder. I'd, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed this one. I think for me, I did like, is it 95 the most? What's the one with Ratmar? Oh, is that oh, I think 95, that's 90, 99? 99, yeah. There's 94 and 99 and then 85. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 99 was the last one that was Ratmar. I still enjoyed it. They're, they're still very, like, just solid and enjoyable, aren't they? I think that's mm-hmm. good when you can't 
decide on which one's your favorite because they're kind of along this light level of, of quality, uh, which is good. Um, okay. Any of those other new releases did you see, uh, Ash? No, not this weekend. I yeah, Exorcist and VHS were my was my double bill this weekend. Mm. Yeah, Have you got around to Pet Cemetery, Ben, because I think we've both seen. So we've both seen When Evil Lurks, and I'll touch on that a little bit more in a minute. But yeah, have you so seen I've, New Pet Cemetery? No, no, I've got I've got that on the list for hopefully this week. Um, but yeah, we saw uh, When Evil Lurks as well, didn't we? I don't know if we're, are we going to do like some sort of bonus episode or something on this, Andy? What I think we? we probably should. I think it's worth talking about. Maybe we'll. We'll get get our heads together, Ben, on the schedule, and we'll do one that we can release as it comes out on Shudder, um, so everyone can get on and enjoy it. Or you know, get can, the old noggins together, or they can get a couple of days to have a watch of it before they go through when we do a full discussion where we hit the spoilers and what have you as well. But what yeah. I will say about it is talking about films that don't pull any punches. I audibly gasped on several occasions watching Ooh. watching this film. Um, yeah, <laughs> seeing what you know, seeing what other English language releases did with uh, terrified smile, taking the you know, shot for shot, they, some of the shots that they use. I don't want to spoil anything at this point because it's not generally available yet, but I feel like it doesn't really pull any punches. There is no, there is no direction they won't particularly take, and that is consistently shocking and like horrifying throughout Ooh. and it's relentless there's not oh, really God. any any escape to it as well not like in terrified but they just don't go around the house then move away it's, just don't it's go around you. there i i i well i don't really want to spoil anything for anybody i would say it's very very effective i think the first two thirds of the film for me were right there i think the mythology of the movie maybe lost its way a little bit at some point where i was a bit like I'm not sure if I know what the rules of this universe are, but still, apart from that, yeah, I audibly gasped many times. I think for me, it's not always the gasp, right? But sometimes, as you know, when you're watching it with somebody and you both just do this immediately, <laughs> don't, yeah. you, don't, you want to see it's the literally other just that. You just go. It doesn't matter if you miss what what's happening next. You just want to see the person's reaction. I mean, uh, this is no spoiler. <laughs> this is in the trailer, but in the trailer, you'll see. There's a little bit where there's there's a little boy. He's he's watched something in the trailer and he's dropped something. He drops his toy car down the stairs. I'd have dropped my car down the bloody stairs as well, mate. I tell you, it was <laughs> so, shock, my car. so yeah. shocking what happened. If I was standing on the stairs with a little toy car, I'd have been straight down the bottom of those stairs. <laughs> it it feels like one of those films. You know, sometimes a horror film is like, oh, this is a bit, this is a bit nasty. It's a little bit, a little bit yeah. horrible. But it won't go as far as perhaps it could. And I feel like this one goes nothing, nothing when, much is really off limits. Yeah, someone drew a line in the sand and said, "Yeah, no, don't pass this line." Yeah, they, which they the exes like, from the wrong side it, of it. <laughs> Yeah, which the exorcist believer, I feel like it doesn't even go up to the line. It just sort of goes, oh, the line. Oh, no, the line. <laughs> it's, it's the line. I'll stay a respectful two metres back from that until yeah. called forward. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll do we'll do a, a, a bonus episode to come out around about the time it comes out on Shudder. That's a good idea, Andy, because I think, yeah, I've definitely got a lot of It's worth talking about, and I think when inevitably it comes to the end of the year and... Um, all those channels are doing um, your top scares of the year or the top most extreme horror moments. 
they're cleaning up. They're mm. cleaning up this year Ooh. from about three, four moments of that movie where it's like, bloody yeah. hell. Bloody heck. Oh, yeah. okay. goodness. I think we've... Oh, good. I think you, you're psyched for this now. You're going to be day one. Oh, I'm really, I'm so excited. I actually am. Like the way you guys are talking about it is like, you know, when it's like the the campfire stories of like, and there was a film so shocking that her eyeballs fell out. <laughs> like that's the vibe of this one. So I am excited <laughs> to watch it. Oh, there'll be kids around the around the playground where you've got them. There's that one kid whose parents clearly a real a real hands off. They've seen all the <laughs> they've seen all the Freddy movies, and they're probably a little bit weird for it. And you know, with an adult brain, you might have said, does someone want to make sure they're all right? But this is the kind of legend <laughs> building you get. Yeah. The kid who's like, I've seen it all, all right? I've seen everything. <laughs> my, my nephew recently told me he's seen American Psycho. Ooh, you didn't do it. Ooh. How, I was wait, a bit how like... old's your nephew? Because if he's like 25, then I'm not going to be... As... <laughs> he's not 25. <laughs> he, well, I don't want to... He's like only he's 19. Throw, Come throw on. his mum under the bus on, on, uh, on air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's 10. I reckon Ooh. what he's done is he's seen like clips on TikTok and now he's mm. decided he's seen the film. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. So uh, it's don't okay. His mum isn't responsible. He is a liar. So <laughs> <laughs> you're a big bloody liar, mate. I went, well, do you reckon? Do you reckon, do you reckon it's all in his head all along? Sorry? Anything else, Andy? Oh, I, I will say that I finished uh, Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways, which was nice. bloody lovely. I haven't um, had a chance to play it all the way through yet. That's something I want to get done um, this week with my time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, assu- I'm assuming enough is going to be a spoiler for you, though, is it? Or is it? I'm not going to spoil anything. I won't do that. You can um, talk about it. It's totally fine. Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, especially Andy. Yeah, don't, don't, the main, don't spoil main game. it. Don't spoil it. So, so, yeah, you can talk about if, it. If you talk about the, the music <laughs> that goes over those credits, then I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> off. Mm. There's like a few moments. Little fly, just caught it like a ninja um <laughs> that there, there are a few moments that were missing weren't there from resident evil 4 where people were like what about this bit what about this place mm. what about this section it's pretty much all here in resident evil separate ways that'd have been fine actually, because Capcom could have just ground that you think you bloody ingrateful sod <laughs> yeah work my fingers to the bone it feels like that's what this bit that's missing no they put what it all about in this for room? you um and there's like a bit of a, a sort of stalker enemy thing going mm. on which is which is fairly new, especially for Separate Ways, because Separate Ways the original was kind of like the same sort of areas as Resident Evil Four, mm. just at a slightly different time to Leon, and it was kind of like from back to front instead, wasn't it? You kind of start off, um, and it still kind of feels like that sometimes, but it feels like there's so much more to do. Um, six hours or so, which I think is pretty good for like a, a DLC. I think you can get a lot out of that, um, and I'm keen to go and play it again, like on a harder difficulty as well yeah. now. Now, now I've got all the exploring done and out of the way. Yeah, all uh, that still. All that stuff. But yeah, you feel like you've got kind of like unique bosses, unique boss fights as well, um, which is great. I loved it. And I think like Resident Evil 4 is, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but Resident Evil 5 next, it kind of feels like... No, Ben, how dare you? They've already they've already annoyed me terribly by not I've... doing Code Veronica. Come on. <laughs> I, know, I know, but at the same time, it just, I get in that vibe. I almost get that, there's almost like a few bits where I'm like, oh, are they going for for five next? I don't know. It feels like they the might n- do, the... but then again, I, I, I'm not sure with five. Remember the thing they got stung for at the time? Like, you know, they had, they drove up loads of, racial tensions and the sensitivities when they had it and 
it's very difficult to do a set of, a, a game in that setting and not have most of your characters be from that location. But you know, it was still a very tough thing for them to handle. I feel like now those topics are probably even more sensitive, like more prone mm. to being critiqued than ever. How are they going to handle it? Either with extreme care, and they'll do it ex- exceptionally well. But I also think that if they have any amount of sense about them, they will worry and they'll be having to think very carefully about what if I just botch this terribly? Yeah. So you it's know what you can do to in avoid place... yourself all that thing? Just do Code Veronica. That film that just do Code remade. Veronica next. <laughs> I love how you're just going to like just stress Capcom out. Like, just be like, hmm, can fine until they can do this. Away. They were like, oh, we were just gonna we were just gonna do new graphics, but now I recall we did get quite a lot of shit for that, maybe. (laughs) But Resident Evil 4 is like, uh, somewhere in Spain? It's like, is it? Where? (laughs) (laughs) Where? Did they I think they tried to work out exactly where Spanish tourist board are gonna be all over them? Yeah, they are exactly. Um so yeah, that was great. I I would love a Resident Evil Five remake or a Resident Evil Code Veronica remake because it just feels like Capcom don't miss with these remakes so far. Even though I know a lot of people thought Resident Evil Three was maybe a bit short, but I enjoyed it anyway. It still had the good stuff in there. You yeah. got Nemesis. If there was no Nemesis, then I would be disappointed. But there was Nemesis, just, so just can't go wrong. That is in greats again. <laughs> that would be insane if there was no Nemesis. Mm. Um. But yeah, Resident Evil 4 separate ways. I think you've enjoyed the main game 100%. It's worth spending like the extra few quid just to just to have a go at it. And it's always great playing with Ada. She's got like a little grapple hook and all, and all that shit. Yeah. Grappling hook. She thinks she's bloody else. Batman or something. Oh, she is. Ada could beat Batman. Yeah, she is. That's true. That is true. If Ada went up against Batman with 24 hours prep time... Well, if you think about it, like Batman, he has to change into Bruce Wayne when he has a formal occasion to go to. She does adventuring, yeah, in a lovely party frock. She yeah. could go. She could walk straight into a cocktail event. She she would absolutely. I just think she'd clean him up. I just think Batman would be there, like, and like try and throw a gadget, and she'd be like, she'd just give him a stern look and be like, stop, and that would be it. <laughs> I don't even think she'd have to do any like adventuring. So don't yeah. bother, mate. Yeah, I feel like. The, the a character of Ada has developed from the remake, though. Uh, from the original, sorry. She's a lot <laughs> from the original more like... when she was some guy's password. Or not yeah. the, or the, or the <laughs> what, original like... that she was in. <laughs> Number two. Uh, yeah, I think... the, the uh, A lot of people say they don't like the voice act, actor of oh, Ada and Wesker. But I think she's great, yeah I, yeah. I like I like it. She's so matter-of-fact, very stern. I think it's great. It's oh, yeah, totally on it. No one likes anything. Come on. And of course, Ada and Wesker are also added to the mercenaries as well, which I have been absolutely loving. The fact that mm. you can just go crazy Wesker Matrix shit on everybody. Woo! Woo! Go full that's Bertie. my review. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, okay. But that's, has anybody seen anything else they wanted to mention? A couple Andy? for you, Ben. So I... Yeah! Whoa! For, for, for better or worse, I did an Exorcist double bill and watched the original The Day... Of before I went to see the Exorcist Believer of the evening, may have coloured my opinion, but I wanted to be fresh on the on the Exorcist. I've said this before on the show, like I couldn't recall fully if I'd ever seen all of the Exorcist in one sitting. It's been a film for years where I've just caught it already in progress, or you know, seen it and then had to stop because I was like going somewhere or whatever. So I thought, you know what, I need to make sure before I talk about its legacy on a podcast. I have seen it 
in order start to finish. I sat down and watched it. It may have colored my experience here. I also saw Hell House LLC 2, colon, the Aberdeen Hotel. Yeah. You know what? More of the same. Good stuff. It's Honestly, that whole series is just reliable. Like, you know what you're getting. The first one is the best one. Yeah, they, but, they, yeah. They, really effective. Like, just, you know, so in this house, this is a prop, isn't it? Just a little move. Mm. Um, I'm going to watch three. <laughs> it's all turned up on Shudder recently. Yeah. And I was wondering why. It's because a new one's about to come out. Yeah. Oh, on Shudder. So a prequel, the origins. I'm excited for the for the. What are the origins? One. Yeah, they're going to do an origins where they're sitting down saying, "Should we call this hotel the Aberdeen Hotel? Because it might get the wrong kind of attention. That's a spooky name." Yeah. We're going to see how that goes through. Um, it's interesting because you get you get. You know what? No spoilers. No you need spoilers. to watch number three first, and then yeah. and then I'll come. We'll back. talk. We'll talk about it when we've done it all. I also <laughs> watched um, the, I guess the predecessor, not a prequel because they're not connected. Um, but after I loved How to Kill Monsters so much at Fright Fest, I went back and watched Book of Monsters. Their 2018. So you know Stuart Spark, Lindsay Crane, putting that out. Book of Monsters, real good. If you enjoyed. Um, if you if you enjoyed How to Kill Monsters like me and you saw them out of order, you'll like this as well. It's very good. It's practical effects. It's schlocky. It's funny. It's a very charming movie about it's a girl having her 18th birthday party. You know what? Some monsters turn up. How'd you kill them? Well, oh, wait. Sorry. That's like a book. <laughs> you have a book about their monsters. Sort them right out. Um, and then How to Kill finally, Monsters is showing everywhere, isn't it? It's like all over the festival yeah, circuit. Yeah, they're doing the festival circuit. Yeah, if there's a horror festival anywhere near you, you can probably catch it. And you should, because it's very good. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, other than that, because I was uh, away from home for a couple of days, but I still wanted to absorb a little bit of content. I started on the good old BBC iPlayer, a um, little bit of a haunting program in preparation for uncanny coming to tv on friday i watched another one called paranormal colon the girl the ghost and the gravestone i'm a couple of episodes into that it's a four-part short series where radio ones uh um shana larry um is going around doing some investigations of some haunted houses in well a particular haunted house story in wales and it's a real, it's a real psychological um, jump to go through. Probably with the person who has the most relaxing voice in broadcasting, ever so calm and gentle voice that that she has. Talking about dead, scary things, about ghosts <laughs> in the night, writing writing spooky things on your wall and haunting your kids. Um, it's good. Not it's the good. kids. Please the don't kids. haunt them. To be fair, you know it's alone. you know that it's going to be wrong from the very beginning. As soon as she goes and sees this ghost house, what's the what's the last thing you want to see against the wall just under your kitchen window? Gravestone. Did you say the very? Did you just oh, say the very no. be- the very beginning? Very beginning, yeah, because it's an <laughs> it's an ancient ghost story. It's a seventeen hundreds grave. That's what they said then. Love it. Um, I'm gonna so I'm gonna from, adopt that into my into my uh, thus, daily. From the very beginning, there was a uh, there was a gravestone <laughs> just underneath the kitchen window. Saying, tell you what, there's a body in there, isn't there? Oh. So you get ghosts in your house, isn't it? Building oh, it right up against a gravestone. Would like that on my gravestone. Tell you what, there's a body in there, <laughs> isn't it? Like just <laughs> hammered in. 
<laughs> if you build a house here, I will haunt it. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's but that's all good. That's the that's the that's the much of it. And then <clears throat> uh film of the week. Film of the week. Film of the week. Um film of the bloody week, which is uh it's the Exorcist Believer. Can you believe it? Um, 2023 American supernatural horror film directed by David Gordon Green, DGG. I think he likes people to call him. Uh, see so yeah, sick, the sixth installment in the Exodus franchise, but it serves as a sequel to the 1973 original. Assuming have they done that legacy sequel thing, thing again where they vetoed sequels? Well, I guess the, the second one is the only one you really need to veto. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the film stars Leslie Odom Jr., Anne Dowd, Jennifer Nettles, Norbert Leo Butts, uh, That's Lydia That's a great Jewett. name. That's a fantastic name, isn't it? Norbert Leo Butts. Let me just go back there. I can't just skip over it like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, along with Ellen Burstyn reprising her role as Chris McNeil from the original. Uh, and the plot for this movie is when two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. The father of one girl seeks out Chris McNeil, who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 50 years ago. It's crazy when you say 50 years ago, like when they said, oh, Leatherface has been chilling. Leatherface has been chilling for 50 years. He hadn't done any murders in all this time. And now he's just decided to get the old chainsaw out again. Do you know what I mean? Just just felt like it. All because someone bought that house out from under that old lady. <laughs> That's mad. Like the for it to be fifty years since the original is is crazy. Um. Okay. So in terms of obviously it's only been out for a few days, but uh, on IMDb five point two, Rotten Tomatoes twenty two percent critic score, fifty nine percent audience score, two point three on Letterbox, and here are some choice reviews. The film drunk says, "Okay, but what if two little girls were possessed?" Dumbass studio exec. Holy fuck. Two stars. The Exorcist's dollar sign. The Exorcist's <laughs> dollar sign. There we go. Uh, Cindy says, me and Bestie when our cycles sink. One star. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Lee McCoy says, believer tried the more is better approach. More victims, more religious uh, denominations. None of it works due to choppy editing, a soulless story, and a wasted return of Ellen Burstyn, and a disastrous final act. Two stars. Uh, She's still jo- two stars after that. Still two stars. And then Josh Rowley. I was trying to find like a positive one, but I feel like this is kind of positive. But this is two stars as well. Atmospheric, derivative, familiar, grisly, inauthentic, slow, slow burning, uh, underwhelming, well made, well scored. Fifty fifty. Two stars. Um. Yeah, so there we go. I was, my, I my hopes were pretty low for this. I don't know why. You know when you know when a film's going to be released, and you're like, "Where's a trailer? Where's a where's a poster? Where's mm. news of it?" And then suddenly it just all drops, and it feels really close to the to the release date. I always feel a bit. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Um, and of course, unfortunately, the reviews haven't been great. But I thought, ignore those reviews. We don't care about them. Let's go. Let's go and check it out. But I mean, first, I should say, how, what is everybody's relationship with, with the movie The Exorcist? Does everybody think of it as like one of the all time greats? I don't think just one of the all time great horror films, one of the all time great films. Are we up there? Oh, my take on The Exorcist is it's a classic. It's a classic. 
And that's kind of how I see it. Like it's, uh, I do think it's, I think it's a great film. I think you can see its influence across loads of things. I think it's an incredibly well-made film. Um, it's not my favorite ever. It, I'm not obsessed with it. I don't like have it on a pedestal. I just think it's a, I think it's a good film. Um, that that's kind of my my view. Um, it's not. It wasn't a defining film for my love of horror whereas I know it is for mm. a lot of people or like marked them in some way or marked their parents um my mom didn't let me watch it for years and then when I watched it I was like oh okay like that that was kind of my relationship <laughs> with it so I, I feel like um I could have watched it young and been scarred forever and have this really great like exorcist story or I could have probably watched it more recently and been like wow my little film bra- bra- film brain is blowed blown <laughs> my brain is blown um but I watched it at a point where um I just I was still figuring out my taste in in movies and horror movies and I think I just I think I wrote it off a bit at the time and then have come back to it since and gone no I like it a lot I'm talking loads to say just exorcist thumbs up that's that was me <laughs> yeah I think you I'm had that, like a, a particularly traumatic exorcist experience Ben is this one that got you so so similar to similar to what you just said, Ash. Um, my mum was like scarred by it, and still is. Like even if I mention it now, she's like, "Oh, don't, oh, yeah. don't, please don't." And I go, "Mum, but I genuinely think like if you just sat down and watched it, because she's a huge horror horror film fan. Mm. It's not like she doesn't like horror movies, but she saw it really young. And then while I was growing up, it was always like, "Don't watch it, don't yeah. watch it. It's horrible." And of course, our little brains are like, oh, I'm going to find this and watch it immediately. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly when I did watch it, but I think I was kind of similar to you, Ash, where I watched it and I was like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I do get it. I get it. But it didn't like completely and utterly ruin me. But it definitely made me very, very curious about possession and mm-hmm. and the story as a whole. So I, I got hold of the book, read the book, then I went back and watched the film and then it started affecting me even more. But I was like, it probably is for me like one of the most visceral like film experiences I've ever had where, yeah, yeah it is very much like it, it's very intense. And especially if you watch it young when you haven't seen 20 years of possession movies, you know, and the, the, the noughties with possession movies, recent possession movies as well. Well, when you see it with like a young mind who hasn't seen that many horror films, it's incredibly effective. Um, and I just love the I just I just love the story of it. Um, I love all the all the visuals or the iconography, um, the the sort of the crisis of faith, mm. this this sort of battle. The fact that like it isn't really a story about a girl and her possession; it's about everybody else. Mm. And that for me solidified it as like one of the one of the greats. And I, I, I mean, I've seen all the sequels as well. I think Heretic is all right. It's not terrible, but it's a silly um and of, of course the exodus free which is um very very good and very different and the book the book legion that goes alongside that as well i think is a great accompaniment to the original um exodus novel as well and yeah i'm i'm also saying a lot of words <laughs> when i really just mean yeah it's one of one of my favorite films um it's, it's sol- solidly in my top 10 films not just my top 10 horror movies my top 10 films um, and yeah, just everything from the music to j- just everything, just everything. It just feels like it pulls no punches. We talk about when evil lurks, pulling no punches. It felt like it pulled no punches. And I love the stories of now these stories. I hate them when people go, people are thrown up in the aisles. People are fainting <laughs> because I because I go bullshit. 
Whereas I know in 1973 when this came out, I guarantee you people were doing that. Scary uh, back then, Collapsing. Because, right? you know, I think um, a lot more people had a lot more concern for the Lord and what he was up to in the 1970s. What's up, Lord? Um, yeah. You'd be, checking in, you'd be checking in with that guy daily, a mm. lot of people. Obviously, we live in a more secular time now, um, and it doesn't have quite the same cultural sway as as it once did but especially in those times and also say i've watched the other day pisses on that carpet vanish wasn't what it was today you get piss on your carpet it took a took it was a big it was a big deal back then there were just Um, there were just so many moments where you're just like oh fuck me jesus christ surely not whereas i thought this film is like the most watered down version of that you know what i mean it's yeah. like even even the one C bomb it delivers. I'm like, eh, I don't believe when, it. When it does when it does that, then it's it's almost like a quote. It's like a, you said the line from the from the other film, right? Because yeah. it's literally a lift. You can call people someone's cunting daughter all you want. And if it's a quote, then it's like a, okay, like <laughs> it, it's not the same. But yeah, I get it. Demons are rude. They're so rude. <laughs> All right, Pazuzu, you know some bad words and you'll do some big negging. Um, is it even Pazuzu? Well, th- this, is, this is a question because like the, they, there was this whole thing of like, I know you, but there was, oh, I like it, it was in two of them, was he? Or were there two separate people? I felt like that wasn't explained. Like, Pazuzu, please, man. Like, we didn't see any of the, the demon or demons besides you one brief some... scene, which I actually think was the strongest scene in there. But we'll get to that because it was way later. But yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe I'd love some behind the scenes things where you've got Pazuzu with his um, with his spooky face and his spiky teeth. Yeah. Him behind the was... scenes with like two little glove puppets of the two girls going. <laughs> he was controlling them from there. Um, there was no get talk into of Pazuzu. Like... Sorry, there was Sorry, no man. talk of Pazuzu. Yeah. There was no Captain Howdy stuff. You know, if there was like anything Captain Howdy related, um. Or just how he comes up with his new nickname. The first bit could have been a Pazuzu or just like his hand, like Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget, just like writing Captain Howdy, but crossing it out and then writing a new nickname that he was going to (laughs) have. What's his new nickname? Um, Captain Yeehaw. Captain Yeehaw. Is that legit? Or maybe he's going around the world like um, Admiral Admiral Gaday, something like that. He's going going around there. I um, did pop out. I did pop out to have a little wee while I was uh, watching this movie, and I, and it wasn't one of those like run to the toilet. I just casually walked, you know, because I wasn't that bothered about yeah. missing anything. Sorry, casually. Do, do you want to run in the cinema? I get told off by an usher. Um, my history with this film, I think, growing up as a teenager, it's one of those ones. Genuinely, just as I was starting to get into watching horror movies, you know, and I was, I was getting amongst it. Scream was Scream was big at the time. I was getting into going back and checking out my. Freddy's and my Jasons because they it was at a time when these things were more readily available to you because you had you know decent video stores and you know your parents had stopped caring because you're close enough to being old enough to watching this stuff so they'll let you rent them out. Um, the Exorcist was one it was like no made a conscious decision. That's that's a bit spooky, isn't it? I don't <laughs> want to watch that because I think it was of a time when the internet wasn't quite so readily available, so you couldn't very easily see. Yet this is just a film and the actors that are in it are fine. I think it was in an era when there were those kind of stories like, yeah. Everyone involved in this film is dead. Girls that was in that got her head Mm. twisted off in real life. Um, Or, 
you know, people people died or it was bad and then she was really possessed. And even though I saw, I saw before I saw the film, years before I saw the film, I saw a documentary about them making it. And I saw the woman who does the the voice of possessed, of possessed oh, yeah. Pazuzu voice. And, you know, she's like a Doc Cartney character just punching a load of darts. And that's why she's got like a dead, deep voice. Um, but even then, seeing her, a regular old lady with that voice, still quite scary. And like that, <laughs> if anything, just enhanced the fact of how scary it was. And I, it really put the spookums at me and I didn't want to watch it for a long time. And then when I finally did watch it, that had kind of died down a bit and I'd absorbed more horror. And I was like, okay, this is, I feel is like just it's a just... normal horror film, but um, still a great, still a fantastically made one for sure. Yeah. I think that there's definitely something to be said for bearing witness to years of horror and seeing all the things that the exorcist has influenced and then going back and watching it and being because because it it then is familiar isn't it even when it's not meant to be and it is the progenitor like you, you've got all of these references back to it from other things that are coloring your vision of oh it's not that bad because xyz yeah and the exorcist of all films how heavily it is parodied not only in other horror but mm all of the comedy elements of it yeah. as well. Like not only, you know, films like Scary Movie, but I'm fairly sure like on 90s TV, like there were like comics doing like, pretty sure like Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders have done. What's that like, spoof spoo uh, film called with Leslie Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen. I know he's in, I mean, he's. I think he's in the Scary Movie films. Leslie Nielsen's in those. There's definitely a spoof of The Exorcist. I mean, though, yeah, he's definitely done a spoof called. that where Leslie Nielsen was The Exorcist. I mean, I'm pretty sure Linda Blair's in it must, as well. It must be one of the scary movie ones because he's in those, because it's not part of Leslie Nielsen's finest work, of course, Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, there's definitely a bit in Scary Movie 2, isn't there? And Repossessed, American comedy film that parodies... Repossessed, the... that's it. Yeah. That that was what I was thinking of. I think um, don't know if I've seen that, um, but yeah, I feel like with the Exorcist is just like fear of the unknown, isn't it? And I feel like one thing we will get into, it, of course, one thing that this film does, and I feel like sorry, David Gordon Green, <laughs> I feel like it was similar with Halloween, uh, not so much Halloween because I'm a huge fan of that film, but I think Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. <laughs> It feels like I don't necessarily think it fundamentally misunderstands the point. However, it does a lot of driving the point home via monologues, via just anything. You know what I mean? As soon as a character in this film says, do you want to know what I think evil is? I go, well, not really. <laughs> can you, not can you show me what you think evil is through yeah. the context of your actions and not explain yeah. it? Whereas I feel like The Exorcist, and again, we're talking about classic service. It's really easy to do this, but... It is just so good at telling such a great story about so many different characters and their crises crises of faith. Um, And I don't know. I kind of feel like this film needed more... It needed more of a crisis of faith, or at least it had it had a crisis of faith, and it needed to fully commit to it, um, yeah. so we could believe it when that crisis of faith was undone. Um, and I don't know. I feel like all these different characters with different faiths. Like there could have been much more. It could have been at loggerheads a lot more. I don't know if loggerheads is even a word. What am I thinking of? But it do you is. know what I mean? I was like, it is. Loggerheads okay, is a thing. Is when two loggers go to a head to head. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, it feels like there's so much. 
with all the characters you got involved, even though these characters are like half baked, and I'm like, who do I? Why is this person at the exorcism? <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, who, who, who do we have? <laughs> She's his neighbor. So, she was in it at the start. I think remember, I, she told him I to think put I, the bins out. I think <laughs> I think we met. We met. We let. We listed them. So it's like nagging, nagging neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she'd be she'd be feeling that you can't be leaving your bins out. Put them away. Yeah, nagging neighbor. Uh, guy who looks like Alan Carr, not the smoking guru dude, the comedian. Um, guy who looks like Jordan Peterson. He was like, "We're gonna." I think it's absolutely terrible that uh, that a, a, a demon has that a demon has possessed somebody. Shut up, Jordan Peterson. We don't want you here. Get out. What are you doing at the exorcism? For God's sake, <laughs> Jesus. Who's next? You've got the wait um, in the car priest, and then you've got yeah. um... wait in the car priest who turns up like some sort of Avengers on your left scenario of him appearing like we're supposed to care uh it was yeah and then you've got the um the the root witch the the last lady do they get is she the same lady that's in the opening scene do they phone her up and say yeah you're in a scene with my wife early in this film can you (laughs) can you pop over (laughs) oh my god i actually have no idea it's just Man, the whole the whole point of it be called being called believer, like, and I, I felt like I only got why why it was called believer, like, because it was spelled out, like the guy being, you know, used to have faith, but then lost it because he lost his wife in a freak accident at the start of the film, and big horrible only, earthquake. Yeah, and then that only really comes into play, like that only actually matters at all in the exorcism when his daughter goes, "Oh, you don't believe." And then actually there's no actually. Yeah. <laughs> there's no payoff to it though. Like him not believing doesn't change anything. And I think I I think that's an important message and a cool one to have in a religious possession horror film where maybe, you know, the power of faith in oneself or in people is, is what propels these people to actually complete and successfully complete the exorcism. But it just it I only came to that conclusion by thinking about it afterwards, but not in a fun way, just in a like, well, what was the point in in the whole believer biz? You know what I mean? I think it's, like, it's sort of obscured enough that you would be equally able to come to think, hang on a minute, their names, their first initials all spell out believer, and that's why <laughs> they were all randomly here. Yeah. Oh, God. Like Captain Planeting, the I, demons. I, Hang on. I feel like David Gordon Green is obsessed with community because that feels like <laughs> yeah. all that Halloween Ends and <clears throat> Halloween Kills was doing was going, listen, right, if we all get together, this lady here, she's got an iron, she's brought an iron to fight Michael Myers, get them all together to fuck up Michael Myers, then they'll still get beat by Michael Myers? It yeah, was they'll still get like... beaten because they didn't have a big old metal mulcher at the time. And then it fit... And then it feels that like this film is like obsessed with that. Um, I kind of thought, okay, so what it's doing is I would have liked it if it completely just binned off Christianity completely. I thought that would have been yeah. a really interesting take if it went, look, we're going to try and do this with different faiths and something that could have been interesting. Um, the fact that there are some, there are a few different faiths involved. There just needed but to be a bit more conflict between there... between the characters. Well, there's kind but of like all, someone who like does a bit of... of Christianity though, aren't they? Like all, all of them of Christi- believe in God. Even even yeah. like the the voodoo practitioner lady, would you say that was what she was I, doing? I, I, this is the thing. You still loved I, a bit of God. I thought it was. I thought she had like a different faith, but then she was talking about God at some point, or like uh, reciting yeah. like when they were they they had that moment where they both bonded over knowing the same uh, message of the 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 Bible. Mm. Whether but we oh like, yeah yeah cool. yeah. And I was like, oh, so this is another piece of Christianity, is it? Just like channeled differently. I was like, it's very cool that the practice is different, but is the what is there like some something else that isn't that isn't God? But it was all it all came back to to that kind of 
mono yeah because obviously the original is very much about father Karras and his like crisis of faith yeah um and that is very prevalent of course extremely prevalent when it comes to like his relationship with his mother and the fact his mother passed away and then father father um merrin that's the other guy in that yeah um it's kind of i don't know I just believed it so much more Whereas I feel like the crisis of faith here is like, okay, you lost someone close to you. I completely understand why you'd have a crisis of faith and you were, and you were forced to make some kind of choice. I understand that, that, that as a, that as a, as, as a plot device. Great. But I just feel like it's resolved so easily. It's always gets yeah. to the point where it's like, actually I need to have faith now. I'm just going to start reciting the Lord's Lord's prayer. Um, yeah. I don't know. Everything felt incredibly half baked. And I and I really I really like the setup. I think the setup is great. Like kids mm. go missing, um, like is is terrifying, stressful, stressful stuff. Mm. Um, I could have easily enjoyed like half a film of that. The fact is, if this is going to be a, a planned trilogy, which we've already discussed in this podcast, one of the major problems we have with the Halloween trilogy is that it feels kind of like not planned. It doesn't feel like it's planned. It's kind of like okay, here's the first one, which is kind of like a callback to the original. Second one filler and ends yeah i mad, still haven't quite i still haven't quite forgiven that one yet that i feel like they gave michael myers a wonderful send-off they they absolutely tied up the whole michael and then laurie strode thing the only problem is that they did another two films after they did that <laughs> um and because it did well and the I fundamental like... mistake that like studios fail to to think about is is it necessary to plan a trilogy and then lose sight of the fact that you should make films that stand on their own as good self-contained films? If, if you want to, and if you've got the green light in your funding that you're do, doing a three film arc, then fine, you can put some things into there, but it's still necessary for your films to stand on their own. And I think David Gordon Green is getting a bashing as this film has come out. I don't think he's a bad filmmaker. I really no, liked no. 2018's Halloween. I think he's an incredibly skilled filmmaker. Uh, I don't know enough of the inside track to know that is it that he's not given enough leeway by the by the studios in those con those constraints? Is it that he struggles to deal with the corporate side of things and it is like he's having to compromise on what the vision would be for a Film. Is it a is it a direct inside though, or is it because it feels like it's a right inside? Because it genuinely does feel like by the time we get to that third act, by the time we get to the big exorcism, it feels like it just it it doesn't commit to any ideas, and it also runs out of ideas. I would have perfectly accepted this film not needing to be resolved. Someone doesn't need to die. Obviously, we are spoiling this. Somebody doesn't need to die. Someone doesn't need to be exorcised. Exorcised. Sorry. Exercise. They could have just been like disappeared in a puff of smoke, or they could have been. Maybe you end the film with them being taken into the, like you know, forcibly taken into the care of medical professionals who've gone. What's that? Yeah, but your, but your, time... daughter, your daughters are mentally ill, and now we've just come round here to pop in and see, you know the health visitors come round. By the time we get to sundry doing a doing an exorcism, they take <laughs> them away lickety but split. By the time we get to a point where it's like one of these characters is back at school. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> Excuse me? Just, just uh, back, at, back at school the next week. Not even a day off. No, you've missed a few days of school already, mate. Get in. 
I I oh I I love the the build up of rituals in in films that take you to like the underworld or or have all these things and I felt like the ritual in this one was was just like oh she tried to talk to the dead so there you go the the there's she's possessed now sorry um, yeah you make loved... one mistake trying to talk to the dead yeah I would have loved to have felt that or seen that without it being a throwaway line from the dad being like oh sometimes if you talk to the dead you can get possessed um and i'd have loved to have seen them like in that tunnel so like the whole setup for it being that they go to the woods they're in an abandoned tunnel system um she's taken an item of her her mother's to talk to who died earlier in the film and she's with a friend who's a christian so who who knows about god and and they think together they'll, they'll have this little conversation with the dead and then they disappear and walk for 30 days and come back three days later walk for three miles not 30 days getting my biblical allegories mixed up um but like i would have i would have loved to have seen more in that space or like flashed back to so that it kind of told the story of of that happening i didn't i don't need to see them get possessed or or anything like that but i would like to feel the magic of of what was happening there and 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 why the item works and and how they talk to each other and this kind of the homeless community out there that were all kind of referenced, but then nothing really came of it other than that, that they just lived there and had seen people go down there before and that was it. Like they tried I to like blame was... them initially. It was like it's like yeah. watch an episode of Harvey's bloody greengrass again, isn't it? It's that homeless community. Go and sort them out. Yeah, I just I, I think there was so <laughs> many intra sorry, I've just moved on and Ben's having a <laughs> Ben's lost it. Ben like that one. Not greengrass. <laughs> He's always getting involved. Profiling. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh. But I I think there were so many interesting threads of setup that I would have loved to have seen pulled on that like really interested me and then and then it was just lots of people talking about their faith and then an exorcism that again was really interesting and had an interesting premise of this choice but it, I wanted more on the choice. I wanted us to talk about it and think about it and them to like theorize what could happen and and to see the like, oh, there was just oh, like, I just want to shake the film and be like, there's loads of good stuff in here. Let it fall out. Yeah. And also like, it seems like sometimes you talk, we'll, we'll get to it when we, we get to like the final exorcism and the play and, you know, the the demons, Pazuzu or otherwise, when they manipulate individuals, mm. you feel like because they've got such a big team, the Exorcist crew, mm. you could have resolved some of these with a, just a quick huddle saying, right, they're probably going to, like, you, matey, <laughs> he's probably going to come yeah. at you. He's probably yeah. going to come at you for the fact your wife's dead. Just be on your guard. Mm. If I say the code word, you get away. You two, they're probably going to do this, but just be yeah. like a little bit of planning or What's just... That? You're, a, you're a nun and you had an abortion. He's going to bring that up. He's going to bring that yeah. up. Absolutely. He's going to bring... I'm oh, sorry, the crisis of faith there is is amazing. I think that's a really nice setup for her making her own choices and it affecting the rest of her life and her still believing in God, but not sure where her place is. I thought she had a great story that, again, was only just told through her telling it, like I'd have loved to have seen that. And the only bit of horror we got related to it in, in a very horrific situation for this woman was a scene with some like blood on a bed and this is the exorcist man like this is the exorcist mm. like why isn't that girl crawling up the wall and her neck snapping and her going oh about it you know what i mean just that we got that tiny understated moment i think in any other film without the exorcist's name on i'd have been like wow okay that's really impactful because this has the exorcist's name on i'm like 
you need to you need to step it up, Henny. Like yeah, they're kind of taking a sword <laughs> that cuts both ways on that. So by calling it an Exorcist movie here, they have absolutely capitalized on name recognition, and some yeah. go, oh, new Exorcist movie. Let's because see that because versus, it's a fifty. Yeah. It's because it's a fifteen as well. You know, it just feels like. I'm sure, like, films that are rated 15 in the UK, like, they can do a lot with them. Um, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty which have been super, super impactful mm. and terrifying and over the top. But I don't know. I feel like this, it it kind of lets it down a little bit because it feels like everything is kind of... Like, it feels like the, the demon, Pazuzu or otherwise, is saying some <laughs> just, like, my, minorly hurtful things but never, like, really going for the jugular. It's That's always like... systems work now. It's oh, just like bloody a little Jesus! Jesus is a knobhead! Exactly. Just, just see which team can neg the other one the most. It's basically like a rap battle. So you go and you say, right, your mom, your dad, um, have a bit of Jesus up here, and they actually go, oh, actually, you're you're shit. Actually, you and the Bible are rubbish, and you you're a wrong, aren't you? And they go, <laughs> and then they they get back together, and then they do a bit more at them and say, actually, you're crap, you are, and Jesus is ace. Actually, I think you'll find, and then you just do that until one of them gives up. Um, yeah, yeah. It just felt like all the things that were. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, we'll get. I mean, you can, uh, we uh, can. We can groan and moan about it individually. So let's hit the yeah. plot, shall we? So we begin in Haiti with our main man, Victor Victor Fielding, and his wife Seren, which I misread and corrected myself. I have to own up my about. I misread that as Soreen just now, but it's not. She's not a malt loaf. She's a woman. Oh God, I love malt loaf. <laughs> Bit of butter on it, yum, there's yum, so yum. Many, there's so many flavours of it these days. Is there? Loads of stuff going on. Oh, my God. I've only... Like, original has always been best, but I'm not adverse to trying a new serene flavour. <laughs> Have you got any examples, Andy? Um... No, I'm not. I'm not really across Soreen myself. <laughs> Hold like on. It, it shows our experience with this film where we've been immediately sidetracked <laughs> by a mis a misreading of a name of Soreen. Gingerbread, I, blueberry. I know. I know they do banana something. bread. They do a banana one. Yeah, that's banging. That's good. But ginger, a ginger Soreen. Yes. Yeah. Cherry yeah. gel, cherry jellies. No. Hot toffee apple. No. Ooh, I'm alright with toffee apple. You know, seasonal. That's Halloween. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I do. mm. A Halloween just... party. If so, if you got to a Halloween party and they've got, you know, you've got your candles there, you're going to have a pumpkin carving competition in just a minute. You've got a horror movie on in the living room. Someone goes, slice of uh, of toffee apple soaring. I'd say, bit, yeah. I'd say, yeah. I would. You're right. You got me there, Andy. You <laughs> now know? you framed it like that. Yeah. yeah I would. Oh, a little I bit would. of salted caramel dip on the side if you're feeling real fancy. Yum, oh. yum, yum. I'll say, go on then, live la dolce vita. Jesus. Yeah? And uh, by dolce vita, I mean dolce leche vita. And then oh. dip it. Oh, that sounds great. I'll tell you what would Delicious. be good, like a, like a cinnamon, or like a pumpkin spicy cinnamon one. That would be great. If it exists. I reckon it does. I'm looking at Serene now. Um, Where are Serene in the sort of, you know, their what's, what's their marketing team like on podcast sponsorship? Not against it. <laughs> they, do, um, they do chocolate Serene now. Oh, naughty. that's an interesting one. Might have to text my wife like... upstairs and ask you to put it in the shop. <laughs> get the malt loaf in, baby. We're dining out tonight. You can get fruit, fruit and vegums, berry and beetroot bakes, orange and rainbow carrot bakes. Not just any carrot, rainbow carrot. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
delicious. Uh, right, you so know not, what's, you know, not Serene. You know, you know what's worse than Serene? A character whose name is spelled a little bit like it, Seren, being done in in an earthquake, horrible earthquake, what happens in Haiti. And they're having a lovely time before that. Seren goes for a blessing. She's expecting a baby at the time. Um, And massive earthquake happens. There's some some visuals that are still... Sorry, Andy. Some visuals that are still prevalent. Shut up, Andy. It's time to talk. (laughs) Shut up, Andy. I don't want to talk about the earthquake. There were some dogs fighting. Uh, which uh, which Victor Victor was taking pictures of. There were dogs fighting in uh, at the start of the Exorcist as well, weren't mm. there? So obviously that's gone. Great assist of the Exorcist. Dogs fighting. That, obviously come to is that a it. poor cultural representation of other countries? Look at this savage dogs on the streets everywhere that you go. <laughs> These dogs are ripping each other to shreds. That's what it's like in other countries. All right, you'll get ripped to shreds by a dog. Forget the XL bully in the UK. And <laughs> but but. Uh, so Victor Fielding's taking photos. Do you know what I'm I gonna a full name him every time, pretty much, Victor Fielding. Do you yeah, know what I'm kind of characters? Do you know what I've had enough of? And I feel like I've had enough of this in all horror. And f- feel free to shoot me down. Everyone's job being a photographer. Not just that. Um spooky stuff happening and people having old wobbly faces when you take a photo. And that happens a bit later. I am sick of that. I'm f- if it's an old film, I'll go. You just had a J horror kick. No wonder you- I think you've been <laughs> I think you've missed I think you've disproportionately seen because <laughs> in a j-horror you'll go wibbly wobbly over anything yeah that's, yeah, that's wibbly true wibbly wobbly is part of is part of that i don't know i like a wibbly wobbly i see wibbly wobbly and i go something's a foot. cursed something yeah. you get your photo back from boots and it's got that sticker over you oh shit i've been yeah. j-horrored mate <laughs> something i was foot. i was too busy being, i was too busy being annoyed at that little kid who wasn't behaving for the photo shoot oh i was Sorry, i was i was on the other side it's like I'm a child minding my own business in my home country and some foreign tourists are going, can I take a picture of you? And it's like... Oh, no, oh, he you... means the one in the in the photo studio back. The, oh, the one yeah. with the little kid and the dad. I've I jumped ahead, haven't I? Who, I, you, I just thought you meant the little kid that, you know, that's covered fine. her face with a photo. We're like, that's her right to do, mate. No, she <laughs> was cute. She was good. She's allowed. Like, But the, the boy in the studio, the dad was all doing my head in. Where it, like, just that whole energy of like... Pose boy, and he was the one actually. I'm gonna count to three. Yeah, oh, him. Yeah, oh, he's a bad, he's a bad. Didn't like him. I didn't like that whole family. Whole family, I was like, get out, man. Where's the side story of them having a miserable (laughs) life? Yeah, um, no, when they're doing this, so they have there's an earthquake and buildings fall on people, it's a whole thing. And unfortunately, it's one of those injuries that you'll sometimes get in a film whereby the type of injury you have is it's off camera. Uh, but unfortunately, she's the very specific type of poorly where you're going to have to decide whether you're going to save the baby or mm. save your wife. And we kind of leave um, him with that choice. He's like in a telltale game. The choices have come up, save baby, save wife. And he's like, hmm. And the uh, the, bar, <laughs> the bar is ticking down. He's got to make a decision. And we don't know. But we knew so we know moments later because then we have a fast forward. 13 years later, Victor, Victor has lost faith, lost faith in God, having a breakfast, and his daughter Angela's there. I know, I don't want to be, it's, it, it sounds like a horrible, horrible choice, doesn't it? It sounds like a horrible choice, but like, surely one thing makes more sense than the other. Does it? Am I, do I sound like an Ooh, evil person? Okay, it depends on what you think the one thing is. Shall we all say on three what we would say, who we would save? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. Wife. The mum. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Save the mum. Yeah. I mean, we know her. Don't even know that kid. <laughs> like, who they? They haven't that's born true. yet. That's true. Sounds a bit. Sounds a bit mean. But I feel like in that situation, like, well, that's obviously the answer because. And also, pragmatically, if you've still got your partner, you could have another child. Can't do it the other way around. <laughs> which is Ooh. which is why I thought when when because obviously I know what the answer is because we, I I know what the story of this film is. So I was a bit like. What's he playing at? I was like, what a rude man when that happened. Because I tell you what, it's because I have watched like House of the Dragon recently as well. And the beginning of that is him being like, sire me an heir, and then kills his wife to get the, the baby out and then the baby dies. It's the first episode. It's not spoilers. Yeah, um, but just, just before anybody starts going, I should spoil it. Then. But when, as soon as he like had this child, I was like, excuse me, are we siring heirs now? Like, where's your wife? Where's your loving wife that you're having a lovely holiday with? Why have you picked child? And then I, and I had to get over it quite quick. So I was like, oh, well, he is a good dad and he does love this. So I guess that's fine. <laughs> also yeah. a hard choice. You, you feel like you've got to gather the doctors around and be like, you know, can you give me any more clues on this one? Is there a better chance of something? You know what I mean? Like 50 sure, 50. Surely it's not just that, right? Literally, it's a hundred percent success rate that one will it's be fine if I terminate the other magic one. Magic like injuries. It's... Do you remember the, remember the, the, the woman in uh, Signs? She's been pinned perfectly against a tree. She's got a few minutes left to tell you some stuff. Uh, yeah. she's, she's, fine. Got, she's got one conversation. She's got one action point left and she's going to use it on a conversation with you. <laughs> and then that's it. And then she says, swing away. What's that even mean? God. Well, <laughs> we should do an episode on signs. I love signs. But I, I, I think signs. that like the mom's, um, well, she, you know, the, the, the wife's kind of comment being, mm. Serene's comment being, um, protect her like you know she she chooses the child that's like her choice mm. that's her autonomy you know what i mean i think that does make a massive difference so i wasn't also too super annoyed at the dad because i was like well mm. if that's the choice that she has made in this decision um in this situation where like you know she's squashed by a building the last thing she's got to say is protect her not mm. save me like okay save fair me. enough man no, no, that's fair like giving the giving the 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 character some autonomy and having that and knowing i think that's the real right choice as pissing yeah. about aside is that if you know what someone would want yeah and then oh, you yeah. can make that choice you can make that choice but yeah you're right she's i feel I forgot if she says oh, i feel like that's something like, oh, okay then i feel like that's something the film gets right is the fact that it doesn't give us all the information at this point yeah and it gives us some more information a little bit later that's good i feel like the film could have easily not done that and but yeah, so that's 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 one good thing. Thirteen years later, he's making up breakfast. He's getting bacon. He's having a he's having a gay old time, getting ready for another day at school. Is Victor? He's getting he's getting on by. Hide and seek first thing in the morning. Jesus. So he can jump scare his daughter. <laughs> it's good then. It's good. He does some good tippy toes, which is difficult to do. You know, people always hear you coming. Uh, but yeah, that was good. She she uh, the daughter. Um, she's wait. What is the daughter's name? What, what are both the girls' Angela. names? Angela. It's Ange. Ange and the other one who's kind of like like Catherine. Kate. Catherine. Catherine. That's it. Catherine. Catherine yeah. Um, it's weird though, Nick. Because that's even though this story is, of course, the most interesting. It does kind of feel like this whole other family with a, a girl who's also possessed is a bit of an afterthought. 
a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know because I think there's this nice kind of war between these these people who like instantly hate each other, even though they're in the same mm. position. Um, and these kind of like very self-righteous religious family that he's up against um, who, and they all talk at the same time. I thought the directing on that was yeah. really good because it really set off like me being like overloaded. I was like, ah, everybody shut up. Everybody <laughs> shut up. Every time they started talking. And it's like, like listening to this show. Ah! <laughs> yeah, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was really well done. And, and, you know, it's just, it's three people who are, uber stressed about their children and that is all they are defined by um for this story mm. and that's all they kind of need to be defined by in this story um and the way that they kind of drop in and out or at least the dad kind of drops in and out as it goes on i think that kind of shows his his character as much as yeah. i'm saying anything would that's one of the few times uh, that, that it really shows something the dad in particular who we basically need and we'll come to it later the dad aka ash catchem himself why am I calling him that? All oh, become clear as we get to the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, when, when later on when he's presented with an important moment to be oh. vital to the story, he turns that baseball cap backwards and he's ready to shout <laughs> a catchphrase. Um, but um, yeah, you're right. They have certainly the dad. It feels like it's a story of Victor Fielding and then Catherine's mom kind mm. of coming to some common ground between the two girls, whereas the dad is just there. Yeah, absolutely drop a bollock in the in the yeah. exorcism scene. There's also, do you feel like there's also some stuff that happens off screen which I kind of felt like I wanted to see? There's a bit where they turn up at the house of um Catherine a little bit later, like after something's happened, like the aftermath of some some stuff, like kids are cowering in the kitchen, um, terrified. And I was a bit like, oh, I felt like I would have wanted to see all this stuff. Like I, I kind of respect the film for not showing us this stuff but the fact that how the rest of the film pans out i kind of feel like mm, i kind of wanted oh, that i literally can't remember the scene you're talking about it's, it, it, again i keep i keep skipping ahead but it's when um victor and chris mcneil turn up at the house of Catherine when she's upstairs and the house is trashed and everyone's hiding and then Catherine is possessed upstairs um oh, just right. before just before chris mcneil gets daredeviled Oh yes, right. Yeah. Okay, that's why. I, yeah. That's what I remember about that scene. I was like, yeah. "There's more." <laughs> Sorry, I keep I keep skipping around, but I just feel like that stuff. I don't know. I kind of oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we get to it fairly swiftly because I think this is maybe in an effort to get a slightly shorter runtime. This is what just shy of two hours. It's like an hour, an hour forty, an hour fifty. Hmm. So it's just it's just shy of two hours. But that being said, we don't spend that much time with our you know with our protagonists i guess our, our girls who get possessed pre-possession it's because it's pretty much they've had a little scene of them being nice and then they talk about like, that day at school she kind of breaks tradition and instead of i mean this is proper dad thing oh i thought we're going to do the thing we do every day where you come and sort of sit and watch me work and do your homework this isn't bonding dad that's me sitting quietly while you continue working um but I'm going to go and study with my friends today. P.S. Off camera, not really. She's going to do some Ouija boarding. Not really, but like she's and going to drag like a dragged like a third girl into it. Bless her. Mm. <laughs> Listen, if anyone if anybody asks where we are, you've got a lie for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Drag the third girl. Yeah. So they're going off. Didn't even to... invite her. Thought that was me. Yeah. She's yeah. literally just like, yeah. You're not coming to talk to ghosts in the forest. You're just there <laughs> to try also, and hold this tissue. How long does it take? Together. I feel. How long does it take? I thought we could probably get it done in a couple of hours, be home in time for dinner. Mm. No. 
Is there anything that says you have to do it off in the woods? Is there something special about the woods? I think there is reference to the woods being a, a, a place that people go to do this, but not more than not much more than that. Just like yeah. that it's kind it, of a place. It, I think it needs the library, the mall. Yeah. It needed think, something else. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, there's like there's. I think it's something from the um, the the community, the homeless community out there. They they say something about it. Um, it's very. It was blink and you'll miss it. Comment about it being somewhere that kids go to do spooky stuff though, and so there must be something about it that mm. specifically is the woods by the tunnel. Yeah, so they've gone. So they go to do it there, and um, very quickly they're disappeared and it all comes up with um victor phoning around and speaking to the parents of catherine who immediately are like is this somehow your fault like, no i'm the one that's phoning you and he said well i've just spoken to this other person and actually um they they said they were the third person so it quickly becomes like a manhunt and they have their first interaction together at the police station whereas you say yes they're like they immediately clash and um uh, Catherine's dad yeah. in particular is like, no, everyone yeah. shut up. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Yeah. It's like, they, obviously, they just want somebody to blame. And unfortunately, in, the, in this initial take, like, they want to blame each other. They look at some CCTV footage at the school when they see him going off into the woods. There's like a police officer woman as well who's kind of like facilitating the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like, it's three days that are gone. And I feel like in terms of the time that went by, it definitely felt... I was kind of counting. I was kind of going, okay, so now it's the second day. But then it feels Ooh. like it just kind of quickly skipped past the rest of the time um, before before they were, like, eventually eventually found. Because what, hap what happens... He so Victor comes home after one day, and his neighbour is just, like, what, broken into his house with, like, people yeah. to... I don't understand this. A bunch of people blessing the house. Yeah, they have a they have a weird relationship. But yeah, he's just gone in there and has invited a bunch of people in to do some blessings. And then Victor's like, "Get out!" And then he'll leave. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. The same the same woman that was telling him to put his bins away the day before. No, oh, this yes. is a different one. Oh, another set of of, of boss of nosy neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, but this is difficult. Like you got one neighbor telling you to put the bins away, the other neighbor just letting himself in, blessing yes. your house. Blessing your bloody house. Um, oh, how yeah. could he? How could he? Bloody hell. Just leave me to it, will you? Um, um, yeah, but they're putting oh, put, put up missing posters as well. Um, and they and the dads give themselves uh, give a steely look to each other when they're putting up missing posters. Well, mine's actually better designed than yours. I hated that. Like, I thought it was, as in, like, in a good way. I was like, oh, man, that's so violent that they're each just putting up mission posters of their own mm. daughters. Like, they don't even put them together or help each other. Yeah. Like, they've got this such a venom between them that they can't even help each other. Yeah. Find I've got this children. side of the street. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it kind of reminded me of um, of prisoners, but for, like, the opposite reasons because like prisoners the two families kind of come together mm. to be able to to solve this horrible thing that's happened to their their children and these guys are like go the other way and i was like ah, mm. if you work together it would be better we're together guys but don't no, worry it doesn't I love last Jesus. very long <laughs> doesn't last very long literally if they were using uh transformers scream wipes they could have just had like a non-possessed face come up to the camera flip round to the possessor and then come back and then next thing you know they're nipping out the woods. They only think it's been a few minutes, but because um, we see this stuff in the interview at the hospitals, they turn up, they find them, find them alive and well. Great, good news. 
Hang on a second. Not all is well over here because this is when they have that first interview. And I guess this has elements, and we, we have a few out sessions in the hospital, don't we, where it escalates a bit like Reagan in the original Exorcist, where at first it's quite calm and sedate, and then in future um, interactions that they have, they begin to get like violent and start to be resistant to those um, sort of medical interventions that are going on. But the first real takeaway we get on this first one as they first arrive back is just the fact that they think that they just lost track of time uh, and have been away until later than expected. But uh, it's almost like they think yeah. they've lost track of time. Obviously, the people examining them are kind of worried that maybe they've been um, sexually assaulted because obviously doing various tests on them as well. And also explaining that when there's a, a moment of, of extreme, you know, someone can exp if someone's experienced violence, they can almost like get some sort of amnesia, am amnesiac um, scenarios as well, based on based on that, based on trauma, I guess, which is all, which, again, is all very interesting because. Um, there's a little bit of that in The Exorcist, isn't there? And there's a lot of talk of hormones as well in The Exorcist. Uh, all this stuff's probably just bloody hormones, isn't it? What's that? Quick Spider walking down the stairs. Spider walking down the stairs. Well, oh, it's you know. part of my puberty, I can tell you. It's what happens <laughs> to young girls. <laughs> my God. And and I guess, like, yeah, I, what, what kind of was prevalent about that was that, like, in 1973, that sort of represented doctors um attitudes i guess towards various things like that whereas at least with this one it feels like everybody's taking everything a little bit more seriously i guess because the because yeah. the, the 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 hormones thing is kind of discussed between the parents rather than the actual doctors it's just one of a few theories they're bouncing around like one person suggests hormones the other one says uh, miranda this is the mom goes a little bit of a differential diagnosis for you um do you remember that time Jesus died? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. he went to hell on purpose for three days to basically but absolutely wreck shit. So I imagine in hell, they were just minding their own business and then Jesus's entrance music came on. Second, he took his last breath on the cross. His music, his music came in and for three days, he was storming down there like Steve Austin. He was stunnering the devil. All of his mates were getting battered. He was throwing them all out there getting some tinnies of holy water, which because of his powers, he could make them last ages. He could get just he, like two cans of beer. He could drink forever with that because he can multiply it and he can turn it to any flavor he wants. So is the um, mum literally saying, oh, because Jesus went to hell for three days um, and they the went missing for three days. The devil has taken them to three. Feels like a... Coincidence? A coincidence or... I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Take it, not taking revenge at the surely what you want to do as the devil is you want to go and get that's not how a feud in wrestling works he needs to go and do something back to jesus not two completely unconnected girls thousands of years later <laughs> he's been really trying for it what we're we going to do about this he's, he's he's overthought the idea and it's lost the thread of where it was it's like okay this this first third of the film though i kind of enjoyed because i kind of it had sort of like true crime vibes to it or like gone girl vibes you know sort of that yeah where it doesn't necessarily feel like it's a horror film sure it's got some supernatural elements but in a way real life especially when you mention prisoners like that whole film in a way is probably more terrifying than this film and it's not even a horror film so oh my God, the intensity of prisoners is no no trifle not to be trifled with however the phrase goes not to be trifled it's with. no though. trifle don't smash it's that sink up with a hammer god 
God, think of it. Um, but yeah, so I I was kind of into it up until, and even even at this point, like the girls kind of like exchanging these glances between the glass, like as they're in wiping various... their head against the windows. They got quite sweaty heads from mm. being out in the woods for a couple of days. I yes. mean, I, I think I would have quite a sweaty head, like a greasy head. I feel like that, you know, you're going to get greasy head after three days in the woods. <laughs> They've done all those tests on you. No one's thought to wipe your head down. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, had your yeah. legs up in stirrups. They've done all sorts at you. But they've got, like, give me face a wipe, will you? Come on, about a hard couple of days. Yeah, they do look a bit sweaty. Um, and obviously, as time goes on, they get more and more bloated, I guess you would say, isn't mm. it? Yeah, they're little bloody acromegaly kids. They got like big heads and hands. Oh, it's a, it is an <laughs> yeah, adult form of gig- Acromegaly is the adult form of gigantism when they have injuries because you get too much growth hormone and your head I and hands know. and feet keep growing. You want to watch out for acromegaly. If all of a sudden your hats aren't fitting you, Ben, if all of a sudden your hats are too small on you, you nip to the doctors and tell them you've got acromegaly and get something. You get too much growth hormone in you. As a kid, that. you'll just get real big and tall because they kids can grow forever. But because as an adult, your bone plates have set, you'll just get massive hands, feet and head like X-Men Beast. That's what you'll be like. So Sounds good. Watch out for that. Sounds exciting. I like that. Doctor and that's what they get. In the, house. the only other explanation, if you haven't got that actual disease, is you've been exorcists because then you get a funny big head, like a little cabbage patch doll. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I guess the like, behavior doesn't, I mean, it's, it's a bit odd at this stage, isn't it? Just because they're they're a bit unresponsive to certain things. They they don't really know what's been happening and they just want to go home. Um, in fact, at one point, um, Angela smashes around on the window and cracks the glass. Could I yeah. go home now? <laughs> oh, now you got to fix that glass. <laughs> this, uh, isn't pro- this isn't a public health system. You have the real terrors of the world. This is a private medical place. Got to fix that. It's going right in your bill. Oof. So obviously, yeah, they go home and and uh, there were a couple of uh, creepy bits when Angela was in the house with Victor. There's a bit where there's like a face behind him, which I oh, that was the was, best yeah. scare. That was, that was the so best good. scare. That was a blood a blood 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 runs cold moment yeah. for me. That was great. And I don't know. Do you know when you kind of watch these films and you kind of feel like certain sequences or scenes? I feel like I just want to spend more time with that. And it felt like it just get gets it over and done with very quickly. Yeah, like, a little introduces... bit of a little bit of um, just stay in power to hang on with it a little bit and just to draw out that tension a little longer would have been nice. I it's agree. The te- tension was there. Yeah, sorry. But on, also, sorry, I'm I'm coming in now. It's all good. It's all take. good. It's all. I um I agree. I agree with you guys that like there could have been more tension. They could have played it out more. But I also think with a film called The Exorcist Believer, like we know we know the story already. Like with the title, you know what you're gonna get. You know it's people possessed, and you know they're gonna need exercising. So I think as fast as you can get to that point and then play with it um is important. Like you need to kind of get it going because otherwise you can spend the whole film building up the is she possessed? Mm. Is she not possessed? Where the audience you're already like, well we know she is. We know we know. Mm. Like so I think it was quite good of them to kind of keep that moving and get the conversations going about religion and faith and how they're going to solve I suppose, it. Even I suppose if that's a, a shame. It's a shame in a way, isn't it? Because just because of the name attached to it, mm. um we need there are certain things that certain beats in the plot that we need to hit. Um, we need to get things going pretty quickly, and mm. 
like in a way it almost feels like that does a disservice to what this story could have been because yeah. imagine if you didn't yeah. have the exorcist in the title here and you treated it like you've already conjured their names things like prisoners you've got like uh you know, maybe you build up more of that detective character and have it like a law and order special victims unit where you've got a couple of detectives that are looking into this as if it is a, um, you know, maybe a, like a terrible crime or these people have been taken by some of these communities. At this point, you're probably getting the length of some epically long film or making it a mini series. And I know The Exorcist has just had a very well received series element mm. to it, but it feels like without the weight of the name on this, you might have been able to do something that was a little more interesting than as you said, especially if you're coming into this as a potential trilogy in the beginning, mm. don't feel the need to resolve it. Have like a skirmish against the possession and thing. And maybe you win one battle or maybe you, maybe you lose in the first one, make this a two-parter or something like that. But oh, I would love that. Well, maybe that's what's going to happen with, with what goes on later, but um, I've like flashback to I think it's the cleansing hour where it's like that's literally just a whole film about someone being exercised like but like you know an hour of it um, and then being able to do that here with a lot more weird stuff going on I don't know yeah I, d I definitely think I definitely think the title doesn't help the film um, I think like you said before it's the double the double edged sword everyone will come and see the exorcist film but you have to make it an exorcist film yeah <laughs> You've, you've yeah you've been they've been they're really caught in this one yeah. but yeah like they say they they as Ash says they bring it through and they get them to proper full-on scabby possessed real quick in the fact that um well we see it for each of the girls so for Angela um Victor, Angela in in the house turning the lights on and off creepy um running a horrible dirty bath Fingernails, horrible, yeah. dirty, dirty bath. Like I thought she was going to be in that bath. Yeah, I thought he was going to have to like swill her out. Mm. Yeah, getting proper aggro with her dad when he's like brushing her teeth and she like walks into the room. He goes, "What are you doing?" Yeah. He goes, what you say? Did you Nothing. say something? Nothing that's actually. What that's what that's... it's like living with a teenager. Oh, <laughs> it is. It got, really is. Got me once. Did you say doing... something? No. No. <laughs> You're staring at was that was that them saying to you though ben you're sure it's the other way around like your kids should be chuntering at you did you just say something no no i didn't <laughs> but reminds me though proper this is birmingham memories ash living back in the days as a man came storming out of a door and uh, as i was just walking into a greg's bakery and he i think he said something oh, i want you to let us go through first the prick or something like that and i said oh, fuck off your penis something like that but I was like a 12-year-old kid. And he came back in and was like, what you say something to me? And I was like, no, I was talking to my friend. Thankfully, you couldn't be sure I was lying. <laughs> so he just left it and ran out. I mean, I don't know what the alternative was. He was a fully grown adult and I was visibly a child. So I'm not sure he could have like beaten me in. But um, thank goodness for a quick lie. Saved me there. It's a great relief to admit it. I'm sorry, man, if you are listening now. Um but I, I did I actually did call, say that to you. I did, I did actually call you a penis. You I wasn't talking to my friend. I was having to go at you. But now the tables have turned because that was 20 years ago and now you'll be quite elderly. <laughs> Jesus. You can't punch kids. There. You can't punch no. kids. It's a shame. Um, no, I don't mean that. But yeah, um, she, does, she does that with that. And it's quite an intense moment because you can tell she's sort of the son up with her and she's like, I wasn't sure was it meant to be implying that because he definitely didn't say anything. 
is she like maybe hearing his thoughts with demon powers now? And he probably thought, weird. She's probably just hearing voices at this stage, isn't she? Uh, the next morning as well, she like um, plastic bags him. That's right, isn't it? She like she runs up behind, it. runs up behind him, and like plastic bags him from behind, <laughs> like she was gonna, like she was gonna suffocate him, and then like, that, what does she do to him? <laughs> you just unsure of this. I remember her pissing the bed. I don't remember him plastic, getting plastic oh, yeah. bags. Weed the bed, and then and then after she disappeared from the bathroom, he was like, "Where are you?" She ran up behind him and like got a, a Tesco's bag around his head, pulled him like that, and then just like slammed him to the ground. Oh god, yeah, she smacked his head off the bed, and it yeah, popped his head and he just bed. got up like. Like, was, I wish like, you wouldn't do that to me. I was like NPC, like totally resistant to damage, like got back up, like that wasn't very nice, was it? Yeah. Um, and then Catherine and Co are uh, nipping to church as is their one on a, of a Sunday, yeah. and first Catherine's having a shitter at church. She's there all restless, just like milling like, about in there do you do you guys do that thing where you pick stuff up with your feet literally as this happened in the film i was like i need to ask these guys about this when we actually have this podcast <laughs> sometimes sometimes do that yeah no, honestly not... i i loved it i was like she's so real for that i would be trying to pick up the the psalm sheets with my foot like i'd be opening up all the little drawers like that's she's just living her truth man can you take <laughs> church seriously for god's sake no nope. oh you can't say for God's sake, that's, that, that's the main reason to take it seriously. Yeah, I was saying, you can't him, say church who. serious and for God's sake in the same sentence. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Ash. I, I think especially if I was bored at church and you're not allowed to bring your Game Boy or anything, apparently that's disrespectful. So you make the fun with the items that you have, your own yeah. body and the ability to pick things up I, off the floor. I just feel like anyone possessed like in an exorcist film, is in a church, do some mad shit. I well, she does. agree. She does and... a drowning pool cover. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's... It wasn't mad. It was she just nah. said some words. Just she said could some have words. at least pissed off. There were no swearing. She could have easily said something about priests being, you know, we all know. Uh, she could have said some horrible stuff. Um, was she possibly maybe touching herself at one point? I don't know. There was like a wriggle, and I, I yeah, I, I was I was really glad the film didn't go into that side of things that okay. the original yeah, Exorcist yeah. had a lot of sexual violence in it. Um, mm. and you know, it's, it's kids, man, like it's not necessary. So I'm, yeah. I, I think it was just her seeing her like wriggling, but I understand that being the just the because I point. thought maybe it was going to go in that direction. Yeah, like the self-referential thing. I think sure. they have made it. So it can be suggested because I wondered the same, but yeah. you know, it's a. I'm I'm sure if you look back on the notes, some there will be some people that interpret it as that, and some people that don't. I think for those very reasons, you know, being that it's dealing with young characters and so on, and you know, it's not making a grubby movie of the 1970s anymore. You could do that to make it suggested I... for people who think that's an important factor, but for those for who it's an unpleasant factor, it could be like, nah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it. Think, yeah, I don't think it needs it. Was it. I don't think it's good for it. The original felt like it was there for shock value, wasn't it? More yeah. so than anything else. It wasn't integral to like anything or anyone's story. Um, but yeah, I just wanted her to do something mad. I, I first of all, I kind of thought piss. <laughs> that's yeah, the first thing like you could. That has been <laughs> perfect. Like, look at the setting there. She's right in the middle of the church. She's done that. 
She's done that sing song to get everyone's attention on her, much like, again, original Exorcist, Reagan comes down where everyone's gathered around the piano for a jolly old sing song. And she comes down, says something inflammatory, pisses on the floor. What a mic drop. That is the mic drop of its era. It um, is, but but unfortunately, we've already had the cultural zeitgeist of Black Mirror stealing that moment. Oh my so God, if there, yeah. If there was anything That's true. That's like true. that, I, it, it, it would not have the impact that you'd want it to because we've already seen a character literally taking a dump in the middle of a church earlier in the... <laughs> Sam Hayek takes a dump in the middle of the church, you know what I mean? Like, how Charlie Brooker's eating your lunch, yeah. David Gordon Green, sorry. Yeah, like, you'd be like, oh man. Also, I feel like with any with any violence that happens in The Exorcist, I always feel like Pazuzu commits acts of violence in such a way where casting doubt upon, like, Doing that, like in a room full of people, for example, or or even like daredeviling someone, it feels like one step too far. Like actually doing it. The think about the acts of violence that take place in The Exorcist. Um, the 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 demon goes into somebody and he throws himself out of a window. Somebody falls and breaks it, falls down the stairs and breaks a neck. It's all like implied. Oh, potentially that this could have happened because of somebody being possessed. But in a way, it's very sneaky how how the demon does it. Whereas I feel like in this film, it just felt like it just out and out went. All the acts of violence are going to be, going to be committed by the people who are possessed. And there's going to be no question marks surrounding it. Um, and loads of people are going to witness it. You know, yeah. there are like eight eight people who li- literally witness um, a priest's neck snap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It almost feels like... Oh, I yeah, don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot more deliberate. And you're right. We've come away from a great deal of the furniture throwing and things like that, that we, you know, and the doors slammed and suddenly is shut in quite so much. There's, we get a little touch of it, don't we? But it's not, it's not exclusive to that anymore. Yeah. That's why it just, it, that's why for me, it felt like it was the next step on from like an exorcist film where sure. We've seen that in other films where there are exorcisms or possessions and something, but yeah, something sneaky about Pazuzu, about, although, um... Although apparently the demon is named in this uh, Lamashtu. Lamashtu. Okay. Yeah. His French uh, cousin. A female demon, monster, malevolent goddess or demigoddess who menaced women during childbirth and if possible kidnapped their children while they were breastfeeding. So yeah. There's and a... if possible, if she got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> What's that distracted, are you? Lamashtu is like dressed as the UPS man at the door. Delivery! <laughs> how, how interesting is that? Like we could have exclusively linked it back to what happened in Haiti, the fact that her mum passed away, the fact that this happened in childbirth, the fact that there was um, a death or a connection to to the crossover, a connection to death immediately in life. Easily could have connected it to that, but I just feel like all the pieces are there, but it just feels like it doesn't do enough to connect them. Well, there is the the blessing at the beginning where the the child, the baby, is blessed in Mm. that ritual and they do make reference to that happening and also Catherine not being baptised. But I agree that that, you need to dig into that, man. You need to make that like a pillar of this. It's rather than just something that could be an explanation, but Mm. having this this specific um, evil entity doing the possessing and then the 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 blessing and on the ritual and all that sort of thing coming together and being like okay okay it's all making sense it's all making a building block it's all making a picture 
I, I do agree that it just it's it's like all the pieces are there, all the pieces. It would have been so interested if it just dug into like Haiti and and sort of religion mm. and and sort of gods and all all the faith that's surrounded in that. Yeah, and just in a way maybe get that these Christian characters who are like this is this is what I think is the answer mm. to be. We have to completely disregard that because this this ain't this ain't your mama's Christian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just I would have gonna... loved that. I definitely wanted it to be a, a, a different religion, which is I, like I am unsure on the, the the woman who was talking about like roots and taking the magic of the earth and giving things and taking them back. I am unsure what what her stance was, but that they found common ground in that Ezekiel reading, like red red mm. as another another aspect of Christianity. But maybe it was a comment on the interlinking nature of religion and how you can find common ground between all these things as long as you mm. believe together. Do we get a little bit with um? Christian McNeil's character when she's talking about the she's got this book of cultures from all over the world and she talks about how they all have exorcism rituals maybe with with linked into that yeah I mean yeah like you say Ash all of them are at least Christian adjacent I think yeah I'll have like some shared heritage but we don't get any of the other major world faiths that are a huge departure from those right and yeah whether that's because I mean I don't have the knowledge to lean on maybe they couldn't maybe they tried and they couldn't find it anything to fit in maybe they wanted to um avoid like a political hot potato with talking about all those other things and having to make sure they've represented all of those things accurately to avoid offending any particular groups who knows but they got blessing specialists in to get this this haitian um like blessing correct like i was watching the credits and seeing all the people that they got hired to be able to to, to make sure it looked authentic and was oh, like wow, true okay. to the culture um and they had like all these things like that so it's like they've got the money and the power to do it so it's definitely a choice to not do well, it rather than back it up and throw it in there yeah okay and uh, again i think they've said they've one of the reviews I read said this is all that they had phenomenal amount of resources to do mm. something incredible with this. And I think that's what makes what came out maybe sting a little bit more because they mm. had all they needed. It cost to get four hundred million to get the the rights to this as well. Or <gasps> I don't know if that's just for one film or you know the next or three. Like permanent ownership of like we have this IP now. Yeah, I'd imagine that's for like to be able to do the three films like that they have the rights to it so they can do what they want now yeah hmm. also the, the budget of this film itself was you know it's fairly modest for, i mean more money than any of us will ever see i'm sure but 30 million was the was the budget for this so hasn't i mean that's not expensively no well i mean in terms of like uh soundtrack as well i just i know tubular bells is is iconic obviously yes um it kind of does a bit where there's like a little bit of a piano version of it when a, a certain character from from the original c- comes into it, uh, but I don't know. I feel like I, I reckon just have it over the opening credits. You know, just yeah. go for it. Just go for it. For yeah. God's sake. If it's Exorcist, I want to hear Tubular Bells nonstop for ninety minutes. <laughs> like exactly. I want it on repeat. I want the Exorcist humming it as they're yeah. walking in. Yeah, I love what they did in the trailer where it was like just tiny little bits of it and then it kicks in that's great i'm fine for that but i think yeah just in order to get the vibes going let's have it constantly from the exorcist universe it's like watching marvel films anytime someone says the the word mutant recently you get like five notes of x-men theme yeah that that actually would be great (laughs) just a little 
and then it goes into like something else like drone music but no i uh i agree um but like oh, i keep thinking about the church scene man because it's annoyed me like i do think that there is way more they could have done with it especially as it was their like cherry picked moment for the the trailers and for the you know the the cover art and all that sort of thing and the body and the blood as you say the cover which definitely we did not give enough of a laugh to you because we did it before we started and he said the fault. joke too soon and it got all of the laughs and then has mentioned it again really offhand but yeah let the bodies and the blood yeah she's, she's really going for it. i mean you could have had like you saw some of the other kids at that moment you mentioned where she's like wriggling about in the church and you kind of get the other kids looking at her funny you could have had like a nice scene where there's like this church sermon going on and all things going and then her kind of like subtly terrorizing the other kids that she's on that pew with like mm. in almost the little sunday school group and then have that when it's called that all of a sudden erupt and take over the whole thing and then there's the confusion yeah, in there as to what's happening and there's probably people at one end of the church who don't know what's going on and you could have you could have exploded it out that way maybe but yeah i think with like having um sacrament is it where they have the the the, the bread and the wine yeah, yeah yeah um i think like there's this like they could have had a lineup for that and do something with loads of sick you know what i mean like with the pea soup yeah. iconic pea soup from the first oh. film imagine having a like imagine her just gorging herself on on loads of little breads and then being like Bleh! in the middle of the church and you'd yeah, be like sick them all up yeah you should have pissed in the wine <laughs> so many things to do yeah, yeah it obviously just felt... incredibly unholy but that's the point isn't it like it's it's supposed yeah. to be this real shocker moment i just i just don't think you can make a film that's based on the king of video nasties from the 70s like this that like the exorcist is the video nasty baddie and and not have something that everyone's like ooh, ooh, yeah brilliant. like f- try and find something that will that will shock and provoke and i get it yeah. it's harder now to 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 get that level of reaction that the original yeah. Exorcist came up with, but yeah, to try something and I and I, I couldn't tell you whether it is. It's a good creative team. I don't imagine it's a lack of capability or a lack of creativity from the writers or the director. Is it what they were allowed to do? Who knows? It's true because it's it's a hard one to 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 swallow and a hard one to make mainstream. I think the closest we got to something that was real nasty, that's like a sticking point, was the um the daredeviling, as you guys called it, yeah. where where you know the eyes got crucifixed. I thought that was a great moment. That was that was felt quite faithful to ah, that's a good pun. Uh, quite 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 faithful to the kind of franchise. Um, it was a bit hammy, but I also thought that's faithful. Hammy well. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like SpongeBob's my leg, man. <laughs> uh, so obviously, after these events, both of them end up back in hospital, don't they? And this is when um, Anne, the 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 nun, former nun, or didn't even become a nun, become hospital person. She, yeah, she was a nun. A she nurse. was a nun. She was a nun in training, and then it was it was coming up to the final exam, and you know, as she explains a bit later, again, sucks that she has to explain it um orally rather than as hearing it but um as she was approaching her final vows she fell pregnant she chose not to she chose not to go through with the pregnancy and then also at that point um she mentions that she didn't tell anyone about that but she 
stepped away from taking her final uh like vows as a as a as a nun and became a you know worked in healthcare instead and this yeah. i think as you said Ash, like the whole situation kind of brings her to feeling where she can fit in because she still has she'd done all of her she'd done her exorcism module at nun school but hadn't you know fully become a nun yet so she's always wondered where she fit in but she still has all of these abilities but she doesn't <laughs> use make them. it sound like a superhero yeah <laughs> Obviously, the the one so obviously they end up in hospital, and the one thing this this does this pissed me off a little bit, right? So Angela then says something to Anne before we get this explanation. This explanation comes afterwards, so in this moment, it means nothing to us. Yeah, it's supposed to be a very effective, a very shocking moment. But it means nothing to us. But also, I feel like it shouldn't be Anne who's hearing this information because I feel the crisis of faith, her dad is the one who's having it. He needs to hear something like this directly from from Angela in order for him to the cogs to start turning for him. I feel like the fact that he hears it secondhand from Anne and then, then it convinces him to then get involved and go and find Chris McNeil, it makes no sense to me. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm completely, it's taken me out of it completely. Why is he suddenly willing to now, I don't feel like he's seen enough at this stage to believe it's something like a possession. I think, I think, I think it's kind of like, I I agree that, you know, it, it should have been him witnessing things to be able to change his mind. But I also think the kind of point of his is that he's not really a believer uh, by the time that they have the exorcism and he is still questioning it and he's just willing to do anything to try and help his daughter. Um, mm. I think there's different ways they could have gone about that as well, though. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Did, you, don't know. did you also think that obviously there are like burns on their feet and this is when they start discussing they traveled to hell brought a demon back with them hence where their tootsies have been burned also do you know the bit where like they had like scratch marks on them mm. i swear i only saw them as scratch marks and then later i saw the help me bit like yeah agree i i, I think it was so fast that like you couldn't really discern it but later then they said help me from the inside but again the reason that's so effective is because we literally see it coming out of 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 regan when mm. she's when she's in pain, when she's in agony, and we see it come out, and it genuinely feels like a, a please help me, I'm stuck in here. Mm. Whereas this, we see it secondhand, so we go, oh well, they could have just done that. Yeah, you know, but it's, yeah. it's got again an effective moment from the original that they've reframed for this version, but taken away all the effectiveness of it. it just feels like that's happening a lot. Mm. Yeah, I um. Yeah, yeah. It would have. There yeah. is a, there is this horror to just seeing it kind of appear, like you say, like seeing it come from the inside. Seeing the only way that she can get a message across is to carve it into her own skin from beyond. Like that's intense. That's scary. That sets your imagination on edge. Seeing it just on a body, like I don't know. Yeah, it it, it was just like oh, the scratches, like that. Okay, exit. That that feels like a possession, just like an all possession. Yeah, your average yeah. possession. Yeah, absolutely textbook. But speaking of textbooks, I recommend someone who's written one. Oh, Chris Woo! McNeil. Um, I think is it is it Anne the Anne convinced that she's possessed basically says, 
tell you what, a bit of further reading. Uh, I've told you this story that she knew this thing about my past that I had never told anyone. What you want to do is get yourself in a book. If you remember, about 50 years ago, a woman called Chris McNeil, her daughter was possessed like that. Thankfully, for our benefit, she's written a book about it. And then straight away, screen wipe, and uh, he's gone off and he's, uh, and he's met her. And we learn that Reagan kind of was pissed off with her mom for writing a book and has grown distant from it. In fact, has gone away to a point where she doesn't even know where she is. Mm. Um, and she said, I'm not going to speak to you, mom. I mean, maybe if you get blinded, I might come back. But other than, other than that, you won't be hearing from me again. Um, so she's been pissed off and she's, she's gone. But Chris basically having had that, that scenario, you know, the things that happened to her in the original Exorcist, has dedicated her life to understanding exorcism rituals from all around the world. So she's I've got, got to let you know, she's just so you know, I'm not an exorcist, but the first chance I get to start doing an exorcism, I'll do yeah, one. All right. If you let me. <laughs> Probably in coach. I'm, this is kind of confusing because uh, first, like she barely witnessed, she didn't witness that much of it. Did she, she saw like a lot of the, um, the symptoms and a few of the things, but she didn't see much of the exorcist, uh, the exorcism. She says in this film as well. She goes, "I didn't see it." Like well, I didn't bloody see it. And they I go, why you... "They go, well, why didn't you see it?" And she says, "She says bloody patriarchy." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm all for that. I get it." But these two fellas bloody died. <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> they gave their lives to <laughs> save. One, one of them got poorly. Prop, arguably, easy way out. Stressed. He had a he had a bum ticker. He went he went down with stress. The other he had a massive can of Red stuff. Bull. He had a massive <laughs> can of Red Bull before he did it, and he was like, "Fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah, It's going to be a long night. I'll have a second can. Are you sure? That's not really advisable. <laughs> no, don't tell me what to do. All right. She didn't see much of it, but also she was trying to keep it hush hush, trying to keep it on the down low because she was worried about her, her career, her, act, her acting career, which is fine. And I'm sure she's changed her mind, and this is why she's come out with it and stuff. I believe that. Um. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she, you're right, she didn't see the exorcism, so she's only, but she's got the theory down. Um, <laughs> I didn't see she, it, but I read an old book on it. Yeah, I, I reckon it's like this. Unfortunately, she'd not written the chapter on keeping your eyes out the way when the sharp cross is about safety goggles, <laughs> improper PPE. Yeah, no, there's loads of goggles if you're doing an exorcism because they're big, they're real spitty. The you put some goggles on and some earmuffs. Yeah, you cover all orifices, really. Yeah, you cover all orifices and then get your noise cancelling headphones on. Yeah, just, like, and then just vibe. Yeah, just because if, like, if, you, if your thing is that you've got it, because quite often they say, don't listen to them, physically make yourself unable to listen. Russell Crowe like, in The Pope's sorry? Exorcist was great at this. Did you see the, did you see the Pope's Exorcist? I've not seen The Pope's Exorcist. He just. T- tells basically anyone who's possessed, he's like, "Oh, shut up, you're a twat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please. Oh, I've read it all before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's great. All right, demons. Yeah, got anything right, fresh for me? Grow up. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never heard that one before. Oh, real smart. Are you? Go on, say all the bad words you got. There's a little Make... demon going. Actually, you're a bad singer in Lemmy's, and he's like, "Oh yeah, another one." <laughs> That gets Hugh to him, Jackman's actually. Much better, that gets actually. to him. <laughs> yeah. When you died at the end of Gladiator, I clapped. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Raging. Uh... 
so yeah, he's they could have called him. He's got the most Again, under his belt. Ten thousand exorcisms, Pope's exorcist. Oh yeah, that's true. Chris McNeil immediately gets involved, though. She's just like, yeah, let's do it. And I thought this is something that's happened a lot in these sort of legacy sequels where they're like, clearly, the only thing that hasn't happened with is um, uh, Nell McCann. No, not Nell McCantry. That's Lara Croft. Now, who am I thinking of in Scream? <laughs> what have I forgotten all of a sudden? Sydney. Nev Campbell. <laughs> Nev Campbell. I said Nell McCantry. That is a deep cut. Uh, <laughs> um. um Obviously, she wasn't involved, but that was not through any choice of, of her own. But I feel like with characters from Legacy sequels, they like, oh, it, it shook me to my core. I haven't been the same since. It was 50 years ago. But then they go, oh, I think it's happening again. And they go, right, get me there. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get back involved. And because um, even though I've tried to move on, I've done nothing but prepare for this moment for the last 50 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So she's immediately others? involved. Throwing that out there. Are there any other people that we i mean obviously we've seen texas chainsaw return That's seen, the, that, that was lee, the one i was thinking seen yeah. jamie lee curtis have like a, a trilogy of one last time with with mike myers mm. there are there any other like legacy horror characters of that sort of age that you'd bring those, back those were the thing? two examples i was thinking of yeah, I was gonna um, say you've the best ones there but are there any that don't yeah. exist yet that you'd love to see oh um... god uh, Wait, does it? What's this? What's the little little kid from Chucky? He's in he's in the series, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's in the series of Chucky. He's turned up in it, so yeah. he's still about. Yeah, anything yeah. in Scream, they brought everything in in yeah. Scream. It might not have been mm. Neve, but it was every everyone else came along. Yeah, I mean, if Tremors were to come back again, I'd love to see Kevin Bacon turn up there. See what he's up to with <laughs> against the Tremors. He's got some unfinished business with those graboids. Is that I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Honestly, I'm trying to. I'm literally trying to think of. Uh... Yeah, but those are the two examples I was thinking of, and I guess yeah. probably like anyone who ever comes back for a, like a slasher sequel who survives, especially like the th- this kind of falls within the same realms of Final Girl from one film is in the sequel is the first victim, which mm, we've yeah. seen in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, right? Yeah. Um again probably other stuff but yeah it feels like that and i don't know i don't know about you but of all the thoughts i was having of it that was one of my predictions i was thinking if she just turns up this is what i thought if she turns up and has a father Marin heart attack i'm gonna be raging That's <laughs> what, be and that was what i thought was gonna happen she's gonna walk <laughs> in and go all right and it, and like, as the as the as my predecessor taught me Two cans of Red Bull before I go into Red Bull. <laughs> oh, and, then, no! and then a demon says, Oh, your mother knits socks in hell. And she goes, Oh, yeah. Will I stand against? Yes. Can't get slagged off too much, but you, I, you give me a moment to think about it. It already happened once in Metafiction. Nancy should come back in a in another Freddy. That's a, That's been enough years. Yeah. Bring Let's her back. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she goes right in. She doesn't have Red Bull and have heart attack. But do you were you more satisfied so, so, with what did happen? Well, so initially, this again, initially she goes to see Angela in the hospital, and Angela's like carving the word Reagan into the uh, wood on the other side of the thing, and then Chris McNeil immediately goes, "She knows who I am." How's that? <laughs> Based on what? You can't even see what she's carving. Exactly. Um, but again, like, if it is supposed to be a different demon, like, 
I get that connection and I get that maybe the demon's playing a trick where it's like, I know who you are. I know this. I know that. Um, I bet Buddy, oh. I bet Buddy Pazuzu's been dining out on that story for 50 bloody years. <laughs> yeah, he's telling all hell. the demons in hell. I'll tell you what, I met this, I met this one called Reagan, possessed her ages, gave one pre-start attack. The other one, he, he, he did fair play to the lad. He tricked me. I did come out of that girl that I possessed. And I thought, I've got a priest now. I'm going to have a right. Shucked himself down the stairs, played an absolute blinder. Priest kill streak. Yeah. So then, just, but I am back in hell now, actually. Um, yeah. And I got yeah. some stories to share. Is, is it, that's why, that's why, this is, what's her name, Ben? The one that's come up? This is the demon. Neil. No, oh, the, um, the name is Lamashtu? L- 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 yeah. Lamashtu's been like, fucking hell, I've had enough. The breastfeeded, the breastfeeded demon. Basically, if you get possessed by this demon, you start to berate people who are breastfeeded in public. Oh, do you have to do that? Oh, no. <laughs> Which is so horrible. You're that, you're that one customer in every Weatherspoons. Damn it. <laughs> That's you. Lamashtu. Um, <laughs> Lamashtu. God, keep it to yourself. God. Lamashtu's got right up in your business. Yeah. Um, so, point. yeah, Lamashtu is, is up there. And you're right. He's either writing something to trigger... Chris, Chris McNeil, or just a favourite president, just thinks. Oh, you know did you what, nearly? Reagan... Did you nearly call Chris McNeil Christian Guru Murphy? Then <laughs> you nearly did. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd never mistake those two characters. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I had flashbacks to Greengrass again. From from. Parking. Oh no. Um, that yeah, that actor who so... plays him is dead. Rest in peace. Carry um, on. So yeah, he's um, Reagan. Yeah, you know, Chris McNeil says, but he knows who I am. So what? What's the interaction between these two at the hospital? Because obviously this isn't the exorcism attempt, is it? Jump scare, jump scare mm. first. Um, yeah, fine, effective. She was under the bed, hiding. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm not entirely sure what happens, but then they end up going to Catherine's house, don't they? I think they get first of all, they, they go get to the see call, Angela because they've taken Catherine home. Because whereas um, Angela is in the hospital, yeah, uh, it's strangely no easy. Good to just... oh, we're, we're home, we're home caring, we're, we're bringing her out, we're taking her home, we'll look after her there. Why is it so easy to take your possibly possessed daughter out of like psychiatric care home? Because when they do it with Angela, she's literally kicking and screaming and biting. <laughs> They're like, just get her home, she'll be fine. She'll be chill in her own again, space. Maybe it's have... a reflection on the, the healthcare system, you know what I mean? Maybe there's there commentary there. Exactly. It's not covered mm. by their insurance. If I get her out. <laughs> so what's your credit limit? Not enough. Well, I'm afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you later. Um, so yeah, they go to Catherine's home, and that's, this is where all the carnage has happened off screen. The house is trashed. Uh, everybody's like, everybody's just like shaken by what they've seen, and we don't know what it is. And for some reason... Don't ask me why, but Victor lets Chris McNeil out of his sight when there's a house with a possessed girl in. He's more interested to make sure everyone else is all right. Everyone all right? Yeah, everyone okay? Well, Chris McNeil... Can we get anyone McNeil... get drinks for anybody? She's just Chris doing a business. goes upstairs and has an exclusive audience with um, Catherine. Um, who... Mashtu, the mashup. They're together. Together at also, last. Also, uh, uh, we get bloated heads... Um, we also get like hairline effect. Hairlines are seriously affected by this possession it's as well. True. Receding is happening. Male pattern baldness, female female pattern baldness, is happening ahead of time for these girls. It's terrible. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Just, they go straight for you. Do 
Yeah. <laughs> they get straight and, the hair, and the hair you have got is proper stringy, like Peter Stringfellows yeah. over here. These these <laughs> piss fur. Or cracked lips. Get some water down yet. Oh, the cracked lips, the 100 percent Just just a little little bit, a little bit of Vaseline. Just a little, yeah, bit, little Vaseline. bit of Vaseline on your lips, girls. Little please. tab of lip silk. Tell you what, any Ow. any Primark, you can get it right at the counter. You haven't even got to be thinking about buying it. It's right there. Yeah. Get on the yes. taste like a lovely cherry coke. Lovely. Oh, yes. <laughs> And yet, uh, so yeah, there's a bit of there's like a fake out that that, that Catherine does, where where even though Chris McNeil d- isn't an exorcist, has apparently never done an exorcism, oh, says for yeah. says I renounce you, and 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 this demon goes, oh, you you've had me, you've had me, you've got you me. Don't do you don't say. It's like, <laughs> she, it's like she's the demon's trying to do some negging first. It's like your mate uh, Reagan dead. She's, Oh yeah, says that. Yeah. Reagan's dead. Uh but yeah, basically draws her in. Chris McNeil thinks she's won. And then this crucifix, which earlier on fell off the wall. Um I knew it was gonna come back into play. Uh, <laughs> Chekhov's crucifix. Chekhov's crucifix. Uh yeah, she stabs her stabs her eyes out. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, actually terrible, but good for a little bit of spooky fun. Yeah. Probably the highlight of the film. I love her. Looks like Kenshi from Mortal Kombat with the wrap she has right under her eyes later on. Um, <laughs> she sat in like a little Professor X chair as well later on. Loads of, loads of. <laughs> they could be building her up to be more of a getting now. Like she's got like a gimmick. She's. Yeah. That would actually be really cool if they have her as someone they can reference back to in the later films. Just be like, yeah. she knows everything about exorcisms, but she can't see. And then like they have to go and talk to her and be like. Tell us about this, and uh, mm. she can do. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna. The, there's gonna be something. There's gonna be some reason why it works. Yeah, because yeah. if the demon's trying to do spooky things to you and they've already poked your eyes out, yeah, you can't see. No matter. Yeah. What are you doing? You'd be. You'd be a talk because uh, she might talk to her. Any assistant is the demon making rude gestures at me? Like, is it? <laughs> does it look like? Does it look like it's being anti-possessed? Yeah, don't matter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, doing that thing I, where it takes his finger off, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest <laughs> tricks that the demon can do. And then around about this point in the film, so uh, Chris McNeil gets rushed to hospital. Uh, Victor's really disappointed in, in himself for letting it happen. And around about this point, everyone goes, "We should probably get a bloody priest involved, don't we?" This film called The Exorcist. We probably should. Um, yeah, who is this guy? Father Maddox. Um, again, yeah, he just I comes feel... along. Yeah, I, along I, I was just like, okay, cool. There's a priest, like, and that was yeah. his whole role was okay, cool, a priest. Yeah, the cool, the priest, and also like always the way, isn't it? So much red tape in the church. So I'll better check with the diocese, eh? Mm. I don't know how much proof you have to have for the diocese to do it. They always seem for something that the church has a monopoly on, you know, performing exorcisms until this film comes about. They aren't ever so keen to do them are they they're always like nah it's probably not dangerous dangerous to do um <laughs> you might get your head twisted off oh god um so essentially what happens is the parents come together and they we're going to use different methods from different cultures and religions including um dr beehive who was that root work healer lady that we saw a little bit earlier um uh, the the baptist pastor Again, 
I like to think, imagine he saw something crazy in that church where he was like, Jesus Christ, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I need to come along and get yeah. involved in this he's as well. He's asked the right person about it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The fact that he's come along. And then we also get in the, the so there's, oh yeah, so there's a Baptist pastor, a preacher person. It's like, get any, get everyone involved. Chuck the kitchen sink at it. Yeah. Um, See, whether it's root work, whether it's the pastor, whether it's, yeah, like whether it's the the preacher or yeah, the local diocese, they're, the candlestick maker. Yeah, <laughs> the can. But the one yeah. person you really Church want is big involved, on candlesticks, he's probably well. They'd probably be well versed. You want the bloody priest involved, if anyone, and he's like, actually, I've oh, I've, I've decided. Can't I'll be wait in the car, actually. Yeah, and then we get this sort of final act, which is just the big old exorcism. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think obviously it was building up to, um, and I was obviously looking forward to this moment the most. Um, we've got a hell of a lot. A lot of the visuals from the trailers and, and pictures we've seen have been mainly from this. They're tied up back to back on chairs, so if the authorities did come round, they would immediately be taken away. Like, oh, you've got these two kids tied up in this room. <laughs> and I mean, to yeah. be fair, they are both being very rude. They are being very rude. Demons are like I think you've you've not got the nail on the head when you say demons are very rude. They're very impolite. They don't know what they're saying or doing, do they? In, in oh. good company. To be fair, they could they could have done all right. They could probably be left to their own devices in these kids and had a lovely time about town. They could just get their shit together and just yeah. not be quite so rude. It was a, it was around about now that Catherine had the upside down crucifix. Uh, carved into her head yeah that just pops know, up were we supposed like we could have seen them do if it feels like that was a deleted scene you know like she's the, carved it onto her head and then the only thing i can think of that that has come from it does feel like a deleted scene is like you know when they were talking about she hasn't been baptized because in our culture like we believe that they get baptized when they're old enough to know what it is like maybe it was just basically a subversion of that baptism because they would usually have like sometimes hmm. you, if you're christened, you'd usually have it drawn on in water, uh, or you'd be submerged. So maybe so she it's... hasn't got the she hasn't got like a devil vaccine in, and that's how he that's how he's able to that's how the is able to get in. Yeah, and so didn't... that's like why it looks so so prevalent. This is this is the best bit of the film because I think it's where all the little threads that do make up good bits kind of come together a bit more. My and and that's like the choose bit. Like there's lots of stuff that leads up to that, but I think the the cho- the choices is the. I thought that was really good. That's yeah. my favorite part of this is that they they nailed it down on that, and I would have loved to yeah. see more and of they, that duality. When they make up to that, so yeah, we just basically get and it's hard to do this in order, but they all have a go at basically having a go at doing, it. and they're it's it's good teamwork. So they do a bit of exorcism. An horrible green mist comes out, and then the yeah the root work healer spit some special stuff into the fire and some other goody smoke comes out and they fight in the middle. Um They're like, oh we've won, is that it? Oh yeah, and they put and then there's another bit where they someone bombs up a load of stuff and they and Anne passes it to um hands it to Tony and says, go and whack that in the drain, will you? Out, yeah. out the front. And he goes to tip it down <laughs> oh, yeah, the drain out the front of the that house. In the drain. <laughs> yeah, she does take that out of the house and was it down the drain. Do you <laughs> I'm gonna poison, and that's when he's... poison the river, and he and he has a go at the priest. Knocks on the window. He goes, "Here, fights in there, mate." Yeah, I enjoyed that. I'm... I was like, "Get him, get him, Jade." <laughs> Especially because he chose to stay room. there outside. He could have been like, "Oh, 
if he's I'm doing some remote up, exorcism. Like, he's doing a remote yeah. exorcism. Yeah. He's, doing one, he's doing one over Zoom. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it prepared. That's that's the next host film. Is just that guy in his car on a phone call going, I've "Got to go." They're calling for me. <laughs> oh, the said, oh, he wants me to go in. So he knocks on the window, and that's when Ben, you say he does. You're on your left moment, where like they're reeling against it. That smoke's all over in the room, and the demons are they're having a go at Anne, who had the, um, had the abortion. This is where we get a reveal on um. On Victor as well, where yeah, because um... I guess the whole the whole theme. Sorry, sorry, Andy, but the whole theme, obviously, which you mentioned, Ash, was the choice. Mm. It seems for some reason that they've decided this that that. So it's, it feels like it's one demon possessing both of them at the same time, and the choice is given to to, to everybody involved is that one of the girls needs to live, one of the girls needs to die for some reason, uh, and you all need to make that choice between yourselves. Um, that is like the. The the problem the problem of the of the final act I guess that they need to resolve the demon I guess maybe is going I tell you what good show on exercising me I'm almost done actually but here's my final move I'll uh, I'll kill one and I'll let you have the other one back and that's and that's it and then that's when possessed Angela reveals he didn't even want me anyway and we go back yeah. to that I scene in Haiti and despite the message that his wife left with him he's gone save my wife actually is good this where man she... we all voted and he did the right choice <laughs> yeah that was the choice that was the choice he was given he chose to to save his wife is this is where is this where she says that god played a trick on you so that ah, you got the opposite of what you asked for yeah, yeah. and i yeah. guess that obviously is is relevant to how this how this plays out as well isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah, for sure. And that stupid dad finally has something to do. He comes in and is like, well, hey, I've got something to say now. I'm yeah. actually useful. And that is not useful at all. Dad Ketchum goes, yeah. literally shouts, Catherine, I choose you. And he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't summon her in a Pokemon way to fight Lamashtu. He just makes that choice. And then Lamashtu goes, ah, sucked in, dickhead. I'm going to do the opposite to what you said. Um, oh, and by the way, they've already twisted the pre... The, I feel so bad because Victor comes and like basically bullies that priest to coming in, even after he said, oh, they won't let me do an exorcism because it's dead dangerous. You know, people have died doing these. And then he gets his head twisted off. <laughs> he gets Again. his head twisted off by both girls turning their head as well, which was a nice yeah. touch. I liked that one could turn and his head went and the other one could turn it all the way over. Like that's why you have two possessed girls. So you get the full neck rotation. Yeah, so you can do a full head twist. So what yeah. you really need, but by the time we're at the ultimate level of threat, by the time we get to the third in this trilogy, I guess Chris McNeil's going to need like an owl to help her because <laughs> they will be head twist proof. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I it's love gonna it. Spread into the fourth kind. It's going to be aliens as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. As um, so around around about now, as Victor is like obviously apologizing i'm so sorry that even though you were a baby in the womb and you didn't know any better i'm sorry that i chose someone else over you um gets involved gets the scarf that was obviously relevant earlier because he took the scarf off of angela when she was going to go and do the initial try and contact the dead thing and well because i didn't have something that connected me to my mom that's how bloody demon got in me it's your fault um so now he goes here i got your scarf you possessed girl you look lovely now with a oh scarf my god that's why the demon got in because she used something that wasn't connected to her. Yeah. 
That took me he, so long. You made one mistake. <laughs> you made because he took it off us. So really, it's his fault. Oh my god! Take some responsibility, this, though, Ange. Come on. I but, thought the necklace but, was like his um, her mom's instead, but no, it's because it would be something but, random. Oh but my none god. of but none of this was super obvious, though. No. Ash, that's the problem, isn't it? Like a lot of it was kind of like, oh, this kind of is it, but you kind of need to put. To-. And I don't mind when films do that when films allow you to put together the pieces yourself. But I feel like with this one, it was so vague. Yeah. I the stuff know, that what was, was explained what? was explained, and the stuff that wasn't was just like, oh, is that relevant? Yeah. I oh thought someone God. was going to say evil dies tonight in this, especially <laughs> towards it. Sure, all evil is. What is it? Oh, well, I don't know, but it dies tonight. It's can dead now. Can you imagine if the priest had said that when he burst in? That was his on your left moment. He's like, hey. But evil again, dies I just don't... tonight. <laughs> it's it. We've not spent enough time with these characters. We don't care about them enough. We don't understand them enough so that when they die it's not shocking we're just like all oh, right right fodder you know what i mean the fact that most of these people here we're just we've we've spent no time with and we don't know anything about i couldn't tell you any any of their names um yeah so that if if they start dying or, or something happens it's 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 nothing which is a shame yeah, and this is where i think when we get one of my favorite like in a very before before all's resolved so um Victor's there saying, um, oh, I'm dead sorry that I didn't let you have your mum's scarf. Um, uh, Dad, Ash Ketchum, Tony, has shouted I choose you to his daughter, which is a trick. And then we get like a scene in like some kind of liminal space, right? We, we basically see inside a weird sort of well in like an underworld type place where we see yeah. Catherine... Not going, you know, cool. Catherine as herself, not knowing what's going on, and then we hear the dark version of a Pokemon trainer goes, "Ah, Catherine, I choose you," and then just slurps off under the water with loads of demon hands. Yeah, I really liked that. I know yeah. it seemed like I know it seemed really random, but like stuff like that when it's done well is like the stuff of dreams for horror movies in talk to me where you get a flash to the other side of what's happening to that boy amazingly well done and implemented one of my favorite favorites to do it um the scene in nope where the people are sucked into the spaceship and you realize the the truth of it and you just see this horror come across their face as you just about realize what's happening to them before it cuts away again like i just stuff like that i think is amazing and that this film has one of those scenes i think is a very good thing but i didn't feel like the rest of the film earned my fear for when it happened i was like oh yeah. i needed more i needed more to make this uh, yeah that's it isn't it like it, there's there's some moments like that where you're like no you do get it yeah but yeah it's just not consistent enough for it me. just feels like there's a lot of like exposition there's a lot of basil exposition towards the end of this and they're like uh their heartbeats are beating as one they're beating yeah in i was like okay cool i was like are they that what's going on? That stuff that just came out of their mouth. Yeah, they're re- reaching optimum temperature. They're basically like a <laughs> basically like an eruption. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, it felt the manual for, the manual for these exorcisms must be a bonkers read. <laughs> after you, after yeah. you've exercised someone, no no bit of IKEA furniture or Lego kit's going to trouble you ever again. It's true. I, all all those other things to be like two people rec- recommended. Don't even worry, do it myself, mate. 
So don't why need, don't even need Alan King? Why are we supposed to believe that the demon would just like? Obviously, I don't think that Angela is not possessed. I feel like obviously the demon's not just left her alone, taken Catherine. That's it. It's over. We're done. Um, because of course the 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 devil or a demon is always doing some nefarious, horrible shit. Not a uh, not keeping its word. For example, you only allowed you only allowed once. Maybe that was their... The, the thing I took away from it is obviously these exorcisms, we saw it in the original exorcist, they have the potential to work and they mention there's all these exorcism rituals that are very hard, but people successfully do them. So yeah, within universe, there must be a, that it must be a thing that if you slag a demon off enough, you can, you can bin it off and it's not going to be in there anymore. But it feels like for me, my takeaway was that they, to be disruptive, the demon proposed the choice. And if they had been strong enough, and if the dad hadn't cracked, cracked it and just made a choice, they could have continued what they were doing. It's like that with bit of the... strength they could have exercised the demons. But <laughs> it's like, because they it's made like... a choice, he's like, get in. I've had you. It's exactly <laughs> it's exactly the same as what uh, the Joker did at the end of the Dark Knight. See that boat over there? You got to blow up this other thing. It was it was the Dark Knight, yeah. wasn't it? And then, oh, actually, all the people of Gotham. They're better than you think. And they didn't even <laughs> want to hurt each other. And even the Joker's like, oh, fuck this right up. <laughs> fuck this right up. Yeah. So that was what that I think that would have been the choice if they'd refused to make a choice and go, no, no, you don't get to decide the demon what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to tell you to get in the bin, mate. And then they would have eventually, they would have sicked up the rest. They could have dumped it the rest of him down the drain and it would have been fine. But because the dad, yeah. you know, didn't have enough faith and made uh, an ultimately selfish choice, right? You know, can't blame him too much. He doesn't want his daughter to get killed, but he was a, he allowed himself to be manipulated by the demon, made a choice. He kind of showed that weakness, and I think one demons, as we've covered, rude. He made that decision to right. I'm going to kill this this one because they they obviously have the ability to do it, and maybe the. The fact that it tricked them and it was able to force that decision out of them mm. gave it the juice to literally kill Catherine. The demon, so and... the demon wins essentially. It yeah. took her soul, in it. Like I think, I think it was the phrase like "I choose you." It's like it's just the de- it's like the demons taking it and can repeat it now, isn't it? It's like when you tell them their name and they have power over you, and then yeah, it's, your soul is mine, Catherine, baby. Yeah, yummy, yummy, yummy. The police <laughs> arrive. All of them are screwed. All of them are arrested. Yeah. It's going to be a national incident. This is. I was thinking that. I was like, oh no, they've literally tied up two girls, done an exorcism one of uh, in dead. the middle of their kitchen, and one has died. Like, how do they explain this? A priest is dead. Yeah. Yes, and his head twisted right off. Jeez Louise. <laughs> the police come in, you're yeah. like, oh. We'll all just a... stick to our. We'll all stick to our story, okay? We'll be fine. Yeah. Oh no, those police are coming. Open and shut case, mate. They're going to look in the drain and be like, what's going on here? <laughs> Imagine if that's that. That's the. Exism, I can believe, but I don't think there is any excuse for polluting our water supplies. <laughs> I would love, so, I'd love for Exorcist Deceiver to be in the water now and like that, it's the whole world <laughs> getting possessed. But Deceiver, though, the title, it, it implies that they have been deceived in this decision already. Yeah. Oh, is, this the, is that the title? They've confirmed yeah, the title is. follow up already. Yeah, for the next film. So it makes me obviously, it's obvious, it really does feel like Angela's not, not. Um, out okay. of the woods well they're building yeah. up this universe now I no, can imagine uh, we're going to have our main character now in her in her blind in her blind robes and what we're going to learn in a minute her new assistant 
coming around like oh, Nick yeah. Fury, gathering up other exorcism experts and putting a team together style. Because <laughs> it, it does resolve like pretty easily, doesn't it? It's like, oh, Victor's visiting uh, Seren's grave. Uh, Angela's straight back to school. Angela's straight back to school the next day. And then Chris is in hospital and she goes, Victor, is that you? And they knew it straight away, didn't we? We bloody knew it. I recognize his hands anywhere. As soon as she even mentioned her, like, and like not knowing where she was, I was like, well, okay, well, we're going to know. We're going to see her. And uh, yeah, it is Regan. It's Linda Blair herself turns up, says, now you're blind, mum. I completely forgive you. They emotionally embrace. Yeah. My whole whole cinema cheers. Did they? Oh. Yeah, I was, I was like, get over it. Yeah! <laughs> get over it. Come on. Grow up. A better classroom in a cinema. <laughs> oh, the control yourself. I landed a plane it. here. Come on. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's the end. That is the end of The Exorcist. We get some Exorcist um, theme at the end. We get a bit of that. Yeah. I waited for a post credit scene as well. I was like, yeah. I want to see Pazuzu jump out and then nothing happened. Ah. I was like, oh no. To be fair, Pazuzu and do... the match do again, right? One all. Ash, you huh? do keep fla- flashing in and out very quickly, and I do see Pazuzu's face behind you. is uh, is pretty scary. I, I've seen I've seen that my camera. I don't know what's up with my camera, but I've seen it happening throughout, and it's I'm like, it's, it's, it's kind of spooky. It? It's kind of spooky. Uh, so there we go. That is it. That's the Exorcist Believer. Um, should we do some name game before we rate the film? I know That's... everyone's got. Have you got? Have you actually got some that you've made, Andy? Yeah, done them while we were while we were doing well, this. We got it. We got I've got here. We got, one. I've only got we've one. Got, we got here. Ash first. No, I want to hear someone else's first. <laughs> I'm the right. guest. <laughs> but what? But what if we? Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> Shall I do one? Okay, so the, on, in terms of the uh, synopsis, two girls disappear in the woods, return three days later, no memory of what happened to them, and then start being all possessed-like. Uh, okay, so this film, two girls disappear into the woods. They return three days later with a Labrador in tow. That Labrador is also possessed. Is it the Exorcist Retriever, Ben? The Exorcist Retriever, the Exorcist in brackets Golden Retriever, whichever you like. <laughs> I just, re- I just remembered that I've totally mi- I've totally misinterpreted the ma- the name game in my brain. I've got <laughs> I've got a completely different thing that I've made a name for. Do it, it's fine. fine. <laughs> do it, yeah, let's do it. Do we do we need new rules? Do you need to explain the rules to us? Oh my god, okay, the one that I did, I just thought of a random film that and and some <laughs> And some okay, so it's not anything to do with the Exorcist. It's just to do with another film. And the synopsis is, <laughs> is the synopsis is um, <laughs> some chickens used as a form of armament protection. <laughs> some chickens used as some female chickens used as a form of armament protection. Okay. Ten. Yeah. Armament <laughs> protection. There's nothing to do with exorcist at all. <laughs> Just another film. I made a word. I made a word that sounds like it, and then you can guess the name because it rhymes. Hen. <laughs> yeah. I can only think of armor. Andy's good at these. But, but it's armament protection, so it's to protect your the shield. Armament. Yes. So a hen, hen shield. shield. A hen shield like Renfield. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's the season that worked. We did that. We did it together as a team. <laughs> we worked together as a team. Henfield. Yeah. Very I good. Got, 
I got some, I got some more. Andy, do you want? Have you got any? Yeah, go on. I'll give you one. So, um, oh, in yeah. in this film, um, after two young girls go into the forest and come back possessed, the the families have to call in a very special kind of person to oust this demon, and it's someone who is a big fan of a famous Canadian singer, and he just fucking thumps the. Uh, the demons right out of these girls. Oh. Um, the Exorcist Belieber. It's not, it is the Exorcist something Belieber, but he's not the Exorcist because he thumps them right out of them. The Exorcist Belieber. The Exorcist Belieber. That's who he is. <laughs> Bloody hell. I, I honestly fought Celine Dion first as well, Ash. <laughs> the only Canadian singer worth mentioning in my book. <laughs> Uh, after, he'd, after he'd done it, right, he could punch the demons out of them and then Lamashtu would be like, ah, curse you. Okay, I've thought of one for it. Yes. The right, the right film. <laughs> In this film, two girls go into the woods and they use a microwave to prepare some leftovers from the day before. <laughs> the, ex- the, the Exorcist reheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That's how you get the demons out of them. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to, you've got to work. give them yesterday's food. Yeah, ever so nice. Very good. Um, I got, I got, I got another one. Got them. I, I hope this isn't too much of a deep cut. Um, I don't think it is. So two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. And everybody gets involved, sets up an exorcism with a lovely soundtrack. It's Panic at the Disco's first album. Oh jeez! Oh, I can only think of uh, a fever you can't sweat out. It's correct. The Exorcist, a fever brackets you can't sweat. <laughs> you out. Can't sweat oh out. my god! <laughs> Hopefully they can sweat it out. Sweat it out. Come on, Have a little sweat. Go on, get it in the Lovely. microwave. <laughs> Any more, Andy? Um, let's have a look here. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. gross one. Um. So, you're going to have to pull that gross one in just a second. So, in this film, uh, two girls uh, go into the woods, get possessed, and the only person who can save them is someone who holds the power of um, power of God in just, in just one of their arm joints uh, towards the end of their arm. But they are overly obsessed with Japanese culture. Love a bit of anime, can't get enough of it. So we and the Exorcist, the Exorcist Weeber, Weeber, <laughs> the Weeber, have gone for. But unfortunately, as well as being the Beweeber, um, all the Exorcist their, all again, of, isn't it? All of their Exorcist, go- no, the Exorcist Beweeber, yes. correct. The Exorcist. Oh my we, god! Can we, can we hear the disgusting one now? Yes, I, I think I should renege on the disgusting one. <laughs> I just don't think you guys will get it because it's it was very it was very woman based. It was very period based, and I just yeah, I just don't think it's one for oh, you. Oh damn! <laughs> Fair it's okay, it's all it's all you know. It's all Fair just enough. people's bodies. That's not disgusting. It's fine. Well, there's your clue. That's it. The Exorcist bleeder. Is it like a be- bleeder? <laughs> yeah. It just... Just the Exodus free bleeder. Free bleeder. <laughs> free bleeder. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That maybe that maybe that's the third in the trilogy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, I, I I got one more. It's music based again. Um, go on. 
Two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. The only person who can save them is a pop singer who's been around for years. But she had a really popular auto-tune song in the late 90s, I reckon, 90, I reckon 99. And apparently this is this helps. This helps the, the exorcism happen. The exorcist, do you believe in life after lover? <laughs> do you believe her in life after love? <laughs> Throw the artist's name into it as well. So the exorcist. <laughs> that, that's also good, but I've gone for the exorcist. Believe sure. Believe sure. <laughs> believe sure in after love. Sure. <laughs> believe sure. Hi, my name's sure. There we go. Um, Any more? It's never ending. So in in this film, where because the lots of the characters have had um, crises of faith, they get a synthetic substitute for um, for someone who is a, is a believer, absolutely indistinguishable from the real thing, and is marketed as such. Yeah, what? It's not deceiver, is it? It's not deceiver because it's ri- it's absolutely in- indistinguishable from from an actual believer. Uh, what? I don't know what I'm doing. Hit me. With, hit, give me a clue. Um, <laughs> it's, it's about I'm running. I'm running an empty. I've gone super blurry. Like it's my mind at the moment. Running on fumes here, Andy. So yeah, it's 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 like The Exorcist, but it's not it's it's not a believer. It's it's a synthetic substitute that is indistinguishable from the real thing. Um, a vegan. I'm doing a I'm doing a marketing pun based on a margarine spread. Ben, oh my god, I thought you were talking about like that drug that made people turn into zombies. <laughs> No. Wait, so what's the answer? It's... I can't believe her, it's not butter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. oh, God I can't believe her, it's not butter. Thanks. Oh my God. Well, we got there in the end, which is, yeah, that's it. I'm is not that trying it? to remember the name of that drug that turns people into zombies, not spice, but it doesn't oh, run. It was spice, yeah. I don't know how you can fit spice into Exorcist Believer. Yeah, we'll wait for the June episode for that. <laughs> There I, we need, go. I want to think of another one. I, I want I want to offer one more to you, but I need to go into my brain for a second. We can Ben, if you give your review while Ash thinks, we can we can go out of sync for this. This is fine. Yeah, all right. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. I'm oh, here. you've got it. Yeah. Just a just a nice one. Uh some people go into the woods, whatever the description is, and then uh the only thing that can save them is a delicious fromage. Delicious. <laughs> I oh, love a delicious the exorcist Bichiza. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. That's all Very nice. So, I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. Mine are so bad. I'm just. I just like joining in. After my, I can't believe her. Nothing bad not about them. I didn't have to. I didn't have to <laughs> yep. quite scratch the barrel to have like they call the exorcist, who is character actor. Oh, what's his actual name now? The guy who plays <laughs> Victor Meltrue. Richard. Wilson, no. Richard what? Wilson. Richard Wilson is the new Exorcist. What would his name be, Ben? What would that film be called? Uh, it would be <laughs> The Exorcist. I don't believe her. Exactly. It. Congratulations, you did it. Because there's a reason I didn't go for that. It didn't sound like believer. It. 
Let me out of here. Let this end. (laughs) Exorcist believer. Okay. Let's rate this bloody movie. Yeah. Um, Usually, I feel like I want to give a film a higher rating after discussing it with with people whose company I enjoy for a couple of hours. However, I don't know. So, how would you like... He hates this company, so he doesn't feel like... If anything, has made it worse. Uh, Okay, so we're going to rate the movie A to to F, pluses and minuses are allowed. Rate good or rate bad. Ash, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I've realised, right, after um, a life of, well, not a life, but my job is very much finding the positive in, in everything and enjoying things and celebrating the stuff I really like. And I like doing that with horror as well. So, um, and, you know, there's loads of talented filmmakers that go into doing all of this work and creating wonderful pieces of art. So it's very rich of me to see here and go, well, there's nothing in it. Um, but I, you know, for the first time in a long time, I'm talking about something that I didn't, think was amazing so i'm gonna have to give it like an a minus no i'm joking i'm gonna have to give it like a um i'm thinking it's like a d plus is what i'm thinking and uh you know i think it's middle of the road i think it's fine i think it's a mainstream formulaic hollywood horror that has some good scares in it but the structure is not there to support it as a lasting thing and i do think it's a bit forgettable no, I think that's perfectly, think, it's perfectly fair. Perfectly fair, yeah. I might just maybe go for like a straight D because mm. I, as I said, I don't think my, my hopes were super high for it. I was kind of just interested to see what they were going to do, but I think it just falls into the trap, the trappings of, of legacy sequels, which is, it's like the greatest hits of a film, brings back a character that we kind of know and love um, or just know. I mean, does anyone... I don't know, just the mum from the from the exorcist. <laughs> uh, no one's cosplaying as her. She's uh, written a book, Ben. Come on. Yeah, all right. Put some respect uh, on her name. Put some respect on her name. She's got she had her eyes stabbed out. Yeah, it's her own fault. Uh but yeah, I think it just falls into the trappings of that. David Gordon Green, I'm sure it's not it's, I'm not blaming him entirely for it, but there are certain thematic ideas that he introduces that he did with Halloween as well which is just like I'm gonna just explain what the thematic idea is about this film over and over and over again to you get it for your fixed goal for god's sake just feels like for mainstream audiences it's not giving us much opportunity to really enjoy it and yeah the fact is rated it's rated 15 in the UK I think it suffered because it it wasn't willing to go as far as I think it needed to to be shocking to be terrifying um there are a couple of good scares a couple of good moments i just think it kind of loses its way falls apart at the seams probably at about the halfway point because i enjoyed the setup thought those two two girls going missing and randomly appearing with no memory of what had happened very interesting i'm all for it but yeah after that yeah not great was it okay I mean, before I go into ratings, I meant to ask both of you about this. Have you seen the news? Obviously, William Friedkin, the director of Original Exist, only quite recently passed away. So he was aware of this yeah. film being on its way. Did you catch the quotes from him on this? Is that legit, no. that quote? Is that legit? I, I, you know, I wasn't citation sure needed legit. and all those things. I've seen it reported fairly heavily, though, that he was not a fan and said that, you know, he wasn't really interested in the direction they'd been taking and saying that you know if he was to pass away he'd be making their life a living hell from beyond the grave <laughs> but um 
the thing is though, it's not like The Exorcist has gone absolutely crazy with sequels and stuff. Like it's been fairly reserved, I guess, I think, in terms of how many sequels there are. There's too much media for what it is. The, commented about the choices they'd made with the direction they were taking it and the mm. team they had attached to it. But I guess, you know, for a less important review, here's mine on this one. I feel slightly unusually on this. I think talking to the two of you about it has maybe bumped my rating upwards a little bit more. Um, hearing that both of you had picked up things that I just thought had gone completely unanswered. I'm not going to give it full credit because, you know, I wasn't not paying attention. didn't sit in the cinema on my phone or anything mad. But when these things aren't offered enough to, you know, us going through it and saying, oh no, there was a tiny touch of that or the demon's name and things like that. There is clearly more to it that wasn't, you know, wasn't given the focus in the right places. There were other things that maybe did go on a little bit longer, maybe was unnecessary, you know, the exposition rather than showing us a little bit more about what happened. The thing for me is as well, I won't, I agree with all of both of your points on how far they probably needed to push it to land on the exorcist name and get the most out of delivering on what is expected when you have what is an exorcist film rather than an unbranded exorcism film. For me, there is a slight fundamental misunderstanding of what makes the exorcist frightening from those ones, because, you know, you mentioned there are some fairly effectively made scenes where something jumps out and it scares you or you know the you know just bring in the fear and the dread into it for me the most effective and scary parts of the exorcist are how confrontation is it's walking into those rooms where you know it's going to be terrifying and they know what they're facing the people that are going in to face it they know that it's a demon they know they're going to have this battle with it and as those that group of one or two people going into that room, it's a very confronting thing. And when you have a group of more characters than you could comfortably name doing it, you can't achieve those same levels of tension for me. When it's like a whole group of them going in there, it, it just couldn't sell the same the same fear of it. And even though in a, the original as well, it feels that such a an isolation, just the other characters being downstairs and going up that's those those stairs to go into that bedroom to confront what was going on in there didn't feel the same as like when literally someone can pop out to the curb and throw something down the drain. Mid-exorcism, it didn't have that same setting. And I don't have a perfect answer to what would have made that better, but there were just little details that made this fall down for me. So more than I was going to, I probably was going to be in your space, Ben, but coming up to a d plus as well i think there's potential and i think there are things if you can separate yourself from the legacy that they bought themselves into and watch it as just an exorcism film there are things to enjoy just try and separate yourself from the bigger picture yeah, yeah so a d plus yeah and i mean i'm i'm, I'm with you ash I, I try to find the positives in in most things <laughs> most things uh, and I'm not one to just completely write something off based on reviews or just like any sort of critical response to something but most of the time I just take things on face value and yeah, yeah I was I was strapped in ready for something and then yeah the first third I was completely set on but then after that 
now kind of fell apart for me so there yeah. we go i definitely have come away with my favorite scenes um that i'll remember f- for it but the rest i just yeah i was just a little bit frustrated um mm. the worst the most thing i'm most frustrated by is the potential mm-hmm. yeah potential, potential. didn't really play off and i think we're in a an interesting space media wise at the moment where yeah to the point films that were outside of horror pulling in the audiences and getting all the praise and things like that as well people are a bit tired with the same old at the moment i think mm-hmm. fairly across yeah. the board i think we're reaching a point where people are tired of seeing the same things again and in a year where we've seen effective takes on this stuff i mean look at the some of the fresh horror we've got coming this year you know you've got absolutely amazing things like talk to me probably still riding high some of the things we saw at fright fest this year that were new ips and different takes on things we are really being spoiled for new and innovative takes on horror and other types of you know all types of genre media i think now those franchises that big companies lean on to bring in those mainstream audiences are challenged that they are going to have to do a little bit better than just a tried and tested formula if they're going to keep taking keeping people's attention Mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> most definitely there we go then that is uh the exorcist believer thanks again for joining us ash where can our listeners keep up to speed with you all the spooky stuff they need to hear about um so you can keep up with me on x formerly known as twitter uh as well as instagram at ash millman uh i work for playstation access which is the uk's official playstation youtube channel um and a couple of sorts of spooky stuff over there we're gonna have some halloween streams going down if you want to join there at the end of the month but yeah everything's on my socials all links there's 31 days of horror happening right now so lines of fun stuff if you want to come look at horror and talk Sweet. to me about horror online wonderful 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 we'll put all the links uh to that in the show notes of course uh and again join us join us for a future episode um we could talk about something old something new yeah, need to get a VHS uh, this... episode on the go. Yes. Hell yes, we do. Uh, so there we go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Uh, and we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and now Discord. So find us there. Um, next week, we'll be covering john carpenter's christine and the forbidden worlds film festival so please tune in for that woo woo let's do it uh there we go then thanks, thanks everybody everyone. for listening bye for now thanks for having me bye thanks ash bye